You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for Tauntauns and Twinks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey baby, what's going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. But, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, I can totally Superboy Prime punch this so it makes sense, <laughs> you know? I have a headset, it looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. Grimlock, I told you to take care of things while I was gone. <laughs> we do a podcast? What the fuck? Oh, Simon! I'm so glad you could join me in listening to Fan Horse. I don't know, Wanda. I still think it's pretty creepy with the vision here, too. Don't feel bad, Wonder Man. Wanda likes having me nearby. I do recall her being quite satisfied with my company in the past. Ugh. Vision, if you keep going on like this, I'm gonna lose it. No, not in the face. To quote Wanda. That tears it! Come here! Bring it, Wonder Douche. As a front! Uh, 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 yes, it uh, is. Original uh, human uh, torch. Oh, Simon, Vision, they are fighting over me. I must put a stop to it. Winds of destiny, change for Fanholes. Hey, folks, how you doing? Uh, welcome back to the uh, Fanholes podcast. This week, we're going to be going to a uh, recent development i'm pretty sure you know about the avengers movie it just got released recently and of course we had a lot of trailers and build up going forward into it so we figured why not talk about our favorite earth's mightiest heroes uh, i'm just going to go into mainly the comic stuff uh we'll probably devote more time to the movie when it actually comes out as we are kind of doing this in the future don't tell anyone um we got on the uh, fantastic four cosmic treadmill or whatever the flash's cosmic treadmill uh, <laughs> But we're going to be talking about mostly about comics, uh, the characters in the comics, and, you know, a couple of things. We're going to go over, like, least and favorite characters, uh, favorite and least favorite eras. Because the Avengers have had kind of, like, definitive timelines of, like, okay, this group was awesome. This group, not so much. <laughs> uh, favorite story arcs. And we're also going to delve into the cartoons. Because they actually have some pretty cool uh, cartoons. You can, you can even count stuff like Superhero Squad. Pretty much Avengers. Um... But, of course, speaking of that, I do have to have the fan holes here with me, or it wouldn't be that interesting of a podcast. So, uh, let's see. Who are the fan holes this week? Hey, this is Brian Breakdown, and we have a Hulk. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek, WC, mister. <laughs> hey, it's Mike Thunderwing, and everyone who can fly, grab someone who can't. <laughs> And this is Justin Grimlock with the power of a million exploding suns. Yeah. Um, I, of course, am uh, Tony Chainclaw, and I may not be able to save this podcast, but I can damn sure avenge it. Um, (laughs) 
we're going to go ahead and just jump right in because I have a feeling this may be one of our longer ones with uh, how much we've been talking about the Avengers already. Hey, where's the Java? Pretty much just going to start off on one of the uh, random topics we have. There's a lot of kind of comparison topics we're doing this week. I, I really want to kind of start off with a bang and do favorite and least favorite characters from the Avengers. Um, or favorite members of the Avengers, I should say. Uh, there's been a huge roster in the Avengers history. You could name every scrub to every top-tiered mega hero who's been a part of the roster. And with that, some people like the scrubs. Some people like the fact that some guys got a chance to shine, while a lot of really prominent characters got some of their best moments in the Avengers book. Pretty much what we're going to go with. Um, just going to go off the top of my head again. Let, let's go with Justin, man. Uh, like, like, just uh, who's like one of your like favorite and who's your least favorite Avenger uh, member? I I don't know if I could pick just one like favorite Avenger character. Like, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I guess like one of my favorite would be Vision. Like, I really like the the character, the Vision. Like, he's probably one of like the few original like characters you know developed in the Avengers book. Um. I don't know. I've always just like, you know, any kind of like robot guy, you know, whether it's Data or whoever, but, you know, any kind of like robot. Are you a fan, of, are you, are you a fan of Apple Face Vision or White Vision? Uh, I prefer the Apple Face. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I think, you know, the white, you know, ghostly vision is kind of. I, ca- I, ca- I call him Naked Vision. Oh, okay. <laughs> that he works. got those yeah. shoes. <laughs> He, you know, he like he tried to like take over the world, and then like they they reprogrammed him and took away his emotions. They gave him a new costume, and like I don't really care for like the emotionless vision. Like I don't know, he's uh, kind of dull, but I dig the vision, and you know, like he has that connection to the original Human Torch, who is you know one of a favorite character of mine. So I like that. Um, other favorite like Avengers, I guess I'd go with Quicksilver. Like I really dig Quicksilver, and um, I'll take one of Mike's. Um, I, I've always liked Hawkeye, even though Mike is our chief Hawkeye fanboy. I've always dug him. Um, I also like other guys like Hercules. Hercules is great on any team, whether it's you know Heroes for Hire or you know the Champions. Even like I, I always dig Hercules for some reason. I always like the fact that they always usually wrote Hercules as like comic relief. Yeah, I like that. Like, I don't, I don't care for his look. You know, later in the volume one, when he like shaved his beard and he had like weird yeah. like cyber metallic armor, what's it or whatever, you know. But it's always uh, it's always fascinating when the, the that team of Avengers like guest stars somewhere. Because when I was reading like all those Ghost Rider comics, they were like, oh, and by the way, the Avengers are coming to the Helicarrier to help go after Ghost Rider. And then I was like, oh, cool, the Avengers are, oh, <laughs> they're not the Avengers. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, it was like Death Cry and Hercules. And, you know, I just kind of was like, ah, that's not the Avengers, whatever. But, yeah, it was kind of cracking me up. That's uh, okay. Um, I I, I kind of like that, that whole little era of the Avengers with, you know, Hercules and, you know, Black Knight, Crystal and Cersei and all that. But I'll, I'll probably end up going into that later on. But I also dig the Black Knight and... I mean, there's there's just too many characters for me to name throughout the team's history that I like. But uh, as for characters that I don't like, um, I kind of 
didn't want to count Jack of Hearts because we always give him such a hard time, but <laughs> he he is pretty useless. Um, and I I think some of us agreed to like you know not count anyone Bendis added to the team either. You know like. Spider Woman or Wolverine. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to dignify them with a least favorite because they they're already like I don't know, but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> it's sorry, it's already just assumed. Yeah, people hate them. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I guess I'd have to go with like I don't know, Doctor Druid or Gilgamesh. Like probably Gilgamesh, just because he was just kind of useless. Like he was there for a while and then. Yeah, he showed up as an old man in the crossing, and then he died, and that's pretty much all he did. <laughs> His name was the Forgotten One, so <laughs> I guess there's a good reason for that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there, there's like I said, it's a huge roster. I want to, I want to go ahead and I guess jump in on mine because I've already warned the uh, fellow Van Holes that you know tonight is Tony just loving on the West Coast Avengers like a motherfucker. Uh, probably some of my favorite characters in the uh, Avengers roster. I do like Hawkeye a lot. Again, I'm not as big a fan as our, our own Mike, but he, he's a very cool character. I, I like the fact that he was more of a uh, a rogue than Green uh, Arrow. Green Arrow's like an anarchist in a way, and Hawkeye's just like a smartass. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do like Moon Knight. I can't help it. I like Moon Knight and the Avengers because I was a kid when I was reading the West Coast Avengers, and I loved his look. It was just, yeah, he was the anti-Batman. He was, you know, friggin' Bruce who dropped his, you know, costume in a box of bleach and said, I'm going to be an Avenger. Uh, <laughs> I really <clears throat> I really dug that. And probably uh, out of later issues, I, I you know, I, we, we said, like, you know, no business care as far as, like, hating on, but I actually don't mind Spider-Man as an Avenger. I like him as a reservist, though. I like it if they're like, you know, hey, we have a special case where Spider-Man can help out. I don't like him being on the team all the time, but Pete deserves a little bit of love. He's been around for a while. He's one of the older Marvel heroes, so him being on the team doesn't really piss me off and shit. I, was, uh, I always kind of look forward to those issues, like, I guess, pre-New Avengers. Like, there, you know, there were a couple issues, like, you know, old-school Avengers where, like, Peter Parker came by, or he was a reserve member, or whatever. And you yeah. always kind of went to yourself, "Oh, that'd be cool if they made Spider-Man an Avenger." So, I mean, I guess I can, I can see the, uh, you know, sort of appeal or allure to that happening, you know. Yeah, just kind of a little legitimacy because he always gets like shit on his own book, like Spider-Man's a menace, you know. It's just kind I of mean, cool. to to me, it's just kind of like, oh, but when they finally make him an Avenger, he's a member of that team. Like, I was just kind of like, oh man, that's yeah. not even the real yeah. Avengers, you know? Like, but. But that's just, I guess, that's my grumpiness or whatever, you know. Even I was like, was like, I would rather hang out with Star Fox than you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I, did, I did like his reserve status. As far as like Avengers that I'm not very fond of, I am probably gonna say one that Brian may hate on me on. It depends on his uh, love of the character, how he's used in New Warriors. I fucking hated Rage. Uh, <laughs> no, I hate Rage too. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for you who may not be initiated, Rage was basically a thirteen-year-old boy who was given like Hulk Hogan's body and like was able to beat the crap out of people. But he acted like a thirteen-year-old and was immature as fuck. He was just he was annoying as hell. I hated that character. 
I'll, I'll, um, I'll go to bat for Rage, though. I'll say, like, I'd rather have Rage as an Avenger than uh, than Luke Cage or whatever. But that's just me. <laughs> like, you know. like, I, I, I kind of like that period because I think I have a fondness for Sandman being an Avenger. So, like, I, I, I think they joined up around the same time. So I'm not quite as, uh, I'm not quite as, uh, I don't have the full-on hate for Rage or anything. Yeah, I, he, I don't know. He, I, I just... I don't know. I, I read like Rage's original, like you know, what's his name, Elrod or Elroy or something. Elvin, <laughs> Elvin yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. I, I hated his costume too. He looked like a fucking weird, like fetish bondage luchador or some shit. Um, <laughs> but see, I thought that would be like right up your alley, though, Tony, because like you know, wrestling <laughs> and all that stuff. Like... I don't like the gay part of wrestling. I like the regular part of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rage is definitely yeah, yeah, not not one of my favorites. Uh, as far as just a random uh kind of weird pick, when Wonder Man was written horribly, I really fucking hated Simon because there's more than a few issues where I'm just like, I, I remember it was it was in the West Coast Avengers issue too. They they go back in time. They're they're chasing down Rama Tut who is Amortis, who is Kang, who is, Jesus, okay, fuck, I'm going to give myself a brain hemorrhage. Um, and they go back in time, and they're all paralyzed, and Simon's laying there paralyzed, looking up, and he's like, after everything I've been through, i finally come back, and you know what? I am Wonder Man. Even now, paralyzed, I'm still a star. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I actually picked Wonder Man as uh, one of my least favorite too, but uh, okay, cool. <laughs> and the poor guy has never had a cool costume like oh, starting from his yeah. original like green and red all the way up to <laughs> modern times. Uh, he's always got like the shit into the stick when it came to costumes. Yeah, They're like just like what, how can, how bad can we make Simon look? So uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I feel bad. Like I was gonna do a Justin Wong because I I like that Wonder Man uh, ongoing that Peter David did and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll go to bat for Wonder Man. Like I don't know, I kind of dig his green costume, but like when he's running around in like a red trench coat, I'm just like, oh man, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like... You, you know what costume I think I hate the most is when he was like, you know, pals with the Beast, and he had that like red overcoat or whatever, like. I kind of didn't like that where he had the green oh, glasses. The, the, members, the members only jacket. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> that was I could see like why you guys don't like his costumes and stuff. I guess I kind of I'm kind of used to the you know the black tights with the the W and his little ionized like jet belt or whatever. Like I just kind of you know that's that's oh, fine. I, but the jet belt always made me laugh too because like Legion has flight rings. You know some people have jet packs. I'm gonna put these two bricks on my hips and I can fly. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear. I don't, I don't know. I, I, if it helps, though, I did actually did like the uh, Wonder Man solo series for the few issues I read. They actually made him more funny. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was pretty good in that. I, I don't mind. I mean, if you guys don't like, that's what this is about. I mean, if you don't like the character, just you know, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I just, <laughs> it's like it's that. like I don't. You know, to me, I'm like I'm like I don't think Rage is that horrible. But like, dude, obviously, if you think he's a, uh, you know, if you think he's a funny character, then, then, then by all means, let us know. Yeah, I like I liked uh, I liked pure like ionic uh, Wonder Man like his energy form when he has like when the ends of his W are like trailing behind him when he flies. That's kind of cool. Like, 
and he, he was treated more like a, almost like a godlike character then you know it was like you know it was like oh shit's going down let's get wonder man whereas before it was like simon dude your shirt looks like shit he's like i know but i'm a hollywood guy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess it's more like like it's the difference between like hard case from malibu comics or like you know the infinity man or whatever being called at the last minute to like take out the bad guy or something yeah 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 exactly um i i'm i'm gonna go ahead and throw it to brian since uh me and him are secret brothering uh wonder man this week so uh what, what who's some of your favorites and least favorite uh, avengers there uh, um actually with our little uh pre-show talk i was surprised to find out that there were so many west coast avengers fans uh, because I'm myself is am a pretty huge West Coast Avengers fan. Um, like think about the show in general. Like I don't know the main core Avengers team seems more like a maybe 60s or 70s like team when they're at the height of their popularity. But obviously West Coast Avengers was you know in the 80s, so that's right when I was collecting comics and right you know that's the team I got into because of that. So um you know. There's been a lot of love for Hawkeye, and I'll contribute to that. I liked Hawkeye. I liked U.S. Agent. I liked Iron Man! Even though, you know, it wasn't Stark for a while. Um, pretty much the whole roster from the West Coast Avengers I really dig. Cool, cool, cool. Um, who, who besides uh, Wonder Man, who was West Coast Avenger, unfortunately, who besides him kind of, you know, kind of chafed you the wrong way? Or was um, he the only one? Yeah, he's the only one, like, I really thought of, like, Across, like, all of Avengers, there's been, like, a lot of morts on the team, like, that you can name off, but, like, most of the time I, I actually like them. Um, so, like, Wonder Man was, like, the only one I, like, specifically focused on to hate on tonight. <laughs> like, this was a wise choice for us to bash. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, between me, Brian, and Mike, the, the West Coast team is going to get probably more love than you'll ever hear about anywhere else um and i I guess speaking of which we'll we'll go ahead and jump to the other fellow wacko fan that's what the uh, west coast avengers were known as by the way uh mike who is uh some of your favorite and least favorite guys well obviously you know my favorite avenger of all time is hawkeye um uh, iron man i love iron man and like i kind of like he's an avenger obviously but he's kind of like i kind of like him more as like a solo character kind of but uh yeah i pretty much love everyone on the west coast avengers too you know even like you know i like firebird even and like all like the uh, like i i even i even have a soft spot for tigra pretty much and she's probably the like the most annoying one pretty much yeah but uh <laughs> Um, I, I love, I love Hank Pym too. He's probably like in my top three, like in pretty much all his incarnations, even though, you know, he'll get the short end of the, sh- the stick no matter what, you know, uh, <laughs> everything is his fault and, you know, <laughs> and he, he hit the wasp and they have to just keep going back and back to that all the time. So whatever. But, uh, I mean, I even, I, I, I kind of liked it when he was the Wasp, actually, recently. Like, I, I thought that was a cool costume, actually, but, you know, and he was, like, kind of unhinged, so it was kind of funny. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, like, I, I'd say, like, Hawkeye, Iron Man, and, like, Hank Pym are my three, like, top favorite Avengers, you know. Just reading a lot of West Coast Avengers, and obviously, like, Thunderbolts is pretty much where I got all my Hawkeye love from, so... There's that. Um, and like you said, Tony, I like Spider-Man, but I kind of like him more as like a 
individual hero or just like, you know, yeah, not as part of the new Avengers, pretty much. What about Um, Kaiko if you're the wrong way? Like, as long as she wasn't eating live mice and stuff, I always thought she was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was okay, but I don't know. There are parts, yeah, in like West Coast Avengers where I can can remember her being, I don't know, annoying. And I forgot what it was. Like, she was like, her cat side was coming out or something. Yeah, there's a couple issues where she was just like, you know, I'm Tigra and I can't control (laughs) my rawness. (laughs) I I don't think it was West Coast Avengers, but I remember like the worst impression that Tigra ever laid on me was like, it's like, I think there was an issue where like she found out like the Avengers get paid. And like she's sitting there, and you know she's kind of like, oh, she was like, she was like, you know, oh, I'm broke, Jarvis. Like I can't, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, madam, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Stark pays Avengers a stipend, you know. And she looks at it, and she's just kind of like, woohoo, like I'm in the money, yeah, I'm gonna go shopping. (laughs) I'm just kind of like, okay, like five minutes ago she's all depressed, and now she's gonna go like (laughs) buy shoes or something. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, so I don't know why, but that just left a bad taste in my mm. mouth. But, you know. I, I think the striping reason is one of the probably the one of the main reasons why Spider-Man was never my main, you know, Avenger was because him earning money would have probably like yeah, interfered with some of his problems. You know, because yeah. Peter Parker always needs the monies. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if he's well, like, like reservist, they could just be like, "All right, thanks for helping us out, Pete. Here's a whole case of ramen noodles." You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah. Pete, if you help us out, as the reservist will like you know stamp your subway card or something. Yeah, but, but back then it'd be like it'd be like, wait, what? The stamp is only valid from you know Monday to Friday. Darn it, it's Saturday, you know. Or like you know, Peter Parker would get like that case of ramen noodles, and it'd be like, wait, this is instant, but they all went bad in July, and it's August, you know. And it's like, damn that Parker luck, you know, or whatever. Or like they 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 deliver like the noodles to his apartment and it was like oh these noodles are like you know we need your signature and he's like oh but they're addressed to spider-man yeah. and I, have to, I can't write them as peter parker <laughs> it's like, if, no it's like, if i accept all these ramen noodles nathan levinsky and all aunt may's borders will know i'm spider-man <laughs> darn it i'll have to send this like lifetime supply of ramen noodles from the avengers away you know <laughs> oh man <laughs> what am i gonna do about scorpion um uh... <laughs> Okay, um, I, I wanted to say, like, obviously now, like, Hank Pym and Tigra, like, are an item, and they run, like, Avengers Academy, so I'm cool with that now. That's pretty cool. And, you know, Out like, of the Hawk... Wacko headquarters, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, like, Hawkeye's there now, and Quicksilver's there and there, so that's all pretty cool. But uh, moving on to least favorite Avengers, uh, yeah, the, we we all agreed that you know Wolverine and ev- pretty much everyone that Bendis added is disqualified just because they shouldn't have been Avengers in the first place. Pretty much, guys like Avengers don't kill except for that guy, <laughs> except for that guy and that guy. Uh, let's see, uh, least favorite Avengers, yeah, like pretty much a lot of people have mentioned already. You know, Gilgamesh. Uh, I'd like I, I like Justin. I feel like giving the Jack of Hearts a pass just because of all the amusement we derive from mocking him. But uh, let's see. Uh, whenever Moon Dragon shows up, she's a giant bitch. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about her for a bald, baldy Leah ass. <laughs> yeah, no um, 
let's see, uh, the the female Captain Britain that showed up like at the end of like Chuck Austin's oh, run, I think oh, yeah. she was she was a big lameo. Uh, I think I think she, like she goes by the name Lionheart oh, now okay. or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 I, I think, like, uh, Chris Claremont had her in, like, the new Excalibur book, which is, like, a fate worse than death, I'd say. But <laughs> for being a for being kind of Britain to a huge, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. <laughs> yeah, Love um... heart. It's great fucking movie. <laughs> she loved that movie so hard. <laughs> um, I, triathlon is a big lame-o. Yeah. Uh, you here's here's some perspective for you. Uh, how big of a lame-o do you have to be that rage tells you to shut up and you do it? <laughs> did that triathlon that happened to triathlon in Avengers Initiative? So, <laughs> how big of a lame-o do you have to be? That's just some perspective. Um, I was gonna say my number one lamest Avenger would probably have to be Doctor Druid, though, like like Justin, because it's like. Uh, <laughs> It's like, well, you'll you'll have to break out your, like, executive impression, Derek, because it's like, you know, the kids, they love Doctor Strange, so, you know, let's get out. (laughs) That's what's funny, it's like, like every time Doctor Druid shows up, it's just like, okay, okay, so who, who do the Avengers call, who do Marvel superheroes call when they can't call Doctor Strange? They call this other guy, see, he's bald, (laughs) he's got a purple cape. And he just sits there, he looks helpless, Aunt May can punch him, and he'd fall over. But he knows the magic. He knows the magic, see? And and so so they call on him. They call him Dr. Druid, see? Because he's mystical, all right. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I, I'm Secret Brothers with you guys. I can't, Like, I think one of the first Avengers comics I ever got was 297, and it was, it was like Thor... Black Knight, She-Hulk, and Doctor Druid, like in a in a Quinjet, and they're like flying into the time stream or something or other. You know, I think they were like fighting the Kang Council or something oh, like is that. that when, like like Doctor Druid keeps like flashing in and out of reality. Um, yeah, he must be because like it's like I, you know it's just I it's been so long since I read it, but you know he just looks like the mortiest dude ever. <laughs> He's got like this look on his face, like oh my god, help me! And it's just like that's an Avenger, like seriously. <laughs> it's like. He's he's Doctor Strange, only he's bald, fat, and he looks like a child molester. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I always remember the the like what the or whatever, and I think it was like they were making fun of like JLA versus Avengers that at that point had never been published, and, you know, and there were like goofy things where like the Vision and Black Panther were fighting each other, and they didn't realize that. One wasn't from DC, was like one of the jokes or whatever. But I think one of the other jokes was like something to the effect of like Aunt May was like beating up, you know, Dr. Druid or something where he's like, oh, no, you know, like, so I'm just like, yeah, I can't. It it was always hard to take Dr. Druid seriously. I think the only time I even actually cared for that character was during the Chaos War Dead Avengers miniseries. Like he's like fairly decent in that. But like that's the only time i've ever actually like gave a crap about well him. yeah i guess I, I liked that too yeah i guess speaking of that like i've never read the the chaos event or whatever but like the only time i remember like 
like wanting to sort of take that back or whatever was I guess the miniseries where he died was a Warren Ellis miniseries. And like, I, you know, that was back when I was like getting into, you know, oh, I'm going to follow stuff by the author or whatever. And so I was just looking at all the stuff that Warren Ellis had written. And one of them I found out was, you know, a Druid miniseries. And I went, oh, man, he wrote that. Like, and I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll read it because I'm getting into Warren Ellis. And I, I didn't expect to like it at all. But I thought it was OK. I mean, you know, so I'd also like. Uh, well, God, Tony. Oh, it was just a, a fun little tidbit for our fan holes listeners. When Dr. Drew was actually originally introduced, check it out. He was even lamer because his actual his actual uh, comic name was Dr. Droom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> well, I, I got to have a sort of honorable mention here. And uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, I think me and Justin warned you we were going to do this. But I really hated <laughs> Justice as an Avenger, too. Like, he he's yeah. he is so freaking annoying in those, like, first, like, 20 issues of uh, Busick's run. I'm an Avenger now. Like, I'm an Avenger now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm an Avenger now. It's Thor. It's Oh, my God. You know what? I, I, I don't to... I don't want to speak for Brian or anything, but in in Justice's defense, I feel like it's like when Hot Rod went to Rodimus and then they took away the Matrix. Like is kind of how I feel about Justice. Like in the Avengers, like where it's like they somehow I don't know. He just somehow was a regressed character. Like it would have made yeah. sense if like you know maybe circa New Warriors one through five. It's like it's like you know not not to you know knock Busick because usually he's pretty good about that kind of thing, but it just seems like you know it, that kind of take was like oh I read five issues of New Warriors okay I get this guy I'm gonna go with it you know what I mean but it kind of like ignored I don't know to me it seemed like yeah it, it, it kind of just made him uh, more of an eager go getter he he at least he he did buy his cred back with me with an initiative in Avengers Academy so there's that at least like yeah. he was he was cool in those books like he's uh, Amaro Ray to all the Camille B Dans and in, in that series. I agree with uh, Derek's explanation of what was going on, and also want to say fuck you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I, I think I like Justice, but I also kind of like Vance Astrovic just in general because, like, I like the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff even before the Warriors. Like Major Victory, yeah. And so, like, so like I've always been kind of like. To, to me, it seems like he's he, he's kind of like one of those kind of hot rod Rodimus type characters that i kind of dig so i'll just like i said I'll, I'll i'll back him up on you know we'll we'll do our civil war like we talked about and me and brian will go off and uh, it, you know it, go it, live in the sewer or whatever and you guys can go make uh, you guys can go make cloning or whatever you got to do if it makes you feel like, better I'll, brian like i like firestar as an avenger thanks yeah. I, I, like, uh, I'll be the guy in the corner being like well he was banging firestar so he's not doing that bad you know I don't think he did. I don't think he made. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say he, he actually like that was kind of brought yeah. up. Oh yeah, they were both like versions dialogue stuff. or whatever. Yeah, she was. At, wasn't wasn't she pissed off at him that she did? He did sleep with what's her face. Yeah, in Avengers Academy, there. there's yeah, like a yeah, fight. That one scene where they have that cat fight or whatever. Yeah, with Ultra Girl. Yeah, yeah. That's what, <laughs> her name's Ultra Girl. She has an ultra vagina. <laughs> <laughs> How can you uh, blame me? I 
Nice, nice. Um, you have well, any, Fire uh, Firestar had like the opposite like characterization there. She was like, I don't want to be an Avenger, and then she's like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And then you know she was like totally level headed the whole time. So yeah, yeah, she was she was kind of like I don't know, but she she's always been a very reluctant hero anyway. Even in like you know New Warriors, it was kind of always like, Do I have to kill everyone with my microwave powers again? <laughs> <clears throat> it was like you're you're a heavy hitter, bitch. <laughs> I'm like okay. Um, I guess. Uh, is, is there any more uh, hate you want to spew on anybody else there, Mike? Or no, I'm I'm all set. <laughs> he's all he's all spewed out. <laughs> My, Brian is secretly like you know making a contract to get you killed for the other night. <laughs> but I guess uh, moving on, we shall go to our good friend Derek. And uh, I, I've heard you agree with some of them and uh, disagree with others, but uh, who are your personal favorite likes and dislikes? Well, for favorite, I, I think it's pretty obvious for me. Like, even though I, I make fun of the, you know, hey, mister, you know, thing, I, I, I love Captain America. Even if he is a stupid ass Mr. Cap sometimes, because I did Cap. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, as far as like the, the worst you know, or, or least favorite Avenger, like, you know, kind of like, I, I just like to echo what some people said. Like I was never going to pick Jack of hearts, even though I give him a bunch of shit because Jack of hearts compared to Dr. Druid, Jack of the hearts <laughs> actually goes in space. So he's got, he's got that slight edge. <laughs> Dr. Druid's just magic and stuff. Um, but then uh, the only honorable mention that I wanted to toss in there was um, was Death Cry because it always makes me crack up whenever I see like a group shot of that era of Avengers and like Death Cry is there like kind of <laughs> like Hercules' little pet like whatever she is like I don't I don't get it <laughs> it cracks me up so um, those two like yeah I mean I, I don't know what more can be said about Doctor Druid like he's bald he's lame he's pretty ineffectual as an Avenger. Um, you know, Cap, you know, obviously he's, you know, the, the Avengers leader, um, you know, he's an inspiration to them. And, uh, you know, even when there's, uh, you know, usually if there's some kind of heated discourse, whether it's Galactic Storm or Civil War or whatever, you know, he's usually one of the guys at the forefront of the whole thing. Um, you know, and I may not always agree with Mr. Cap on all those decisions that he makes, but I still like uh, like the character and everything, so. Do you ever think that, like, Herc and, like, Death Cry would be chilling out in the Avengers Mansion, and, you know, everybody would be like, oh, Death Cry, that's so funny. And, like, you know, other people would be like, oh, she is so witty, it's so great. And then, like, as soon as Herc and Death Cry leave, they're like, God, I hate that fucking bitch. I wish she would quit. <laughs> <laughs> they all talk <laughs> shit about her behind her back. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she should go join the new Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> which, <laughs> which don't even exist yet, which shows how lame they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cersei's probably like, who invited Purple Tiger to join the team? <laughs> it's like a My Little Pony fucking tiger. What the fuck? Um, yeesh, oy, anyway. um, See, that that was the first case. You start letting the Shi'ar come on. You let the X-Men infect the Avengers, and then it all goes, <laughs> it all goes downhill after that, baby. Next thing you know, Wolverine's going to be leading the Avengers and, uh, you know. Avengers do kill if we got to. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Bub, knucklehead. Um, Professor Logan. <laughs> Professor Howlett leads Avengers. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Um, uh, one of the, the great things about all these characters we've been talking about, uh, obviously, is that they contribute a lot to the stories, though. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. 
Enough said. Again, this is this is again a contrast and comparison kind of a topic. Uh, with all these great characters, you're going to have some really good stories. Um, however, you're also going to have some pretty bad ones too, especially when you don't have such great characters. Uh, that's pretty much what we're going to go into right now. Story arcs, or even just like one-issue stories that really just like you know floated your boat, and you're just like, hell yeah, that was an awesome story, or shit, why did I just like read seven parts of that shit? God, I hate my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Avengers have had a long history, so there's a lot of stories out there. Um, I yeah, no idea where I'm going to go with this as far as who I'm going to pick, so let's just go with Mr. Mike. What was one of your like favorite story arcs or favorite stories from the Avengers? Um, I guess like my favorite Avengers story, and I this is kind of a retroactive thing, I guess, and it's probably mostly for sentimental reasons because they were like some of the first issues or some of the first comics I ever got. But uh, my favorite story is uh, what's called Under Siege, which is when Baron Zemo's Masters of Evil take over the mansion. And uh, like a handful of those issues were some of my first Avengers comics. And like I say, like kind of retroactively, because I wasn't very interested in them like the first time I read them. Like I, I know Justin likes a lot of these characters, but like, you know, Photon, Black Knight, Namor, like they, they were never really in like interesting to me for a while so like i I never got into avengers for a while just because i was like these guys the you know avengers Uh, i was just kind of like yeah (laughs) they're driving car how does this make sense (laughs) yeah exactly yeah but you know now like retroactively now that i you know i love thunderbolts and stuff and i'm like oh yeah i remember these guys you know from those issues and stuff so like retroactively i love that story just because of you know um, the Thunderbolts connection, you know, like all of them pretty much show up as villains in that story. And, you know, it's, it's a good story in, in, you know, in general. And, you know, Captain America gets to have his like, you know, fight with Zemo and they get to kick like everyone's asses. And it's a, it's a really cool story. Also bonus and tie into like our least favorite character. Dr. Druid shows up in that story, walks into Avengers mansion and gets shot immediately by Baron Zemo, which is just, <laughs> freaking hilarious like that's like all he does in that, in that you know how part. like they they normally have the thing where you know like magneto fights reed richards or you know i don't know the, the white martians fight batman and they're like you know or, or or you know deathstroke fights nightwing or whatever and it's like ah you know who would have thought you would be the hardest to you know to make fall or whatever but they should have like a thing where it's like zemo's like of course I was going to take you out first, Dr. Druid. I totally knew it. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's great. Like, he's like he, I think he like flies up to the roof or something, and he's like looking around, and Zemo just comes out of the door and is like, who the fuck is that? Oh, well, I'll shoot him. Dr. Druid's <laughs> <laughs> like, but, he doesn't even know what's going on. He's just like, oh, hello, I just heard that my Hillshire Falls package was delivered today. I'm just going to pick it up real quick. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, Under Siege is probably my favorite. Um, I could make for 
other favorites, I could make a case for like Avengers Forever, uh, Ultron Unlimited, uh, the Korvac Saga. Or though, although like you know, Derek likes to point out that like everyone's a douche in that story, which is true. But it, still, you know, I, what's funny is like that's still on my top ten list. But that, yeah. that definitely is like the the epitome of the Avengers. The difference between them and uh, other you know, like say a DC superhero group, you know, because it's like they're you know you got these guys that are thinking of themselves in the heat of the moment. So it kind of always cracked me up, you know. Yeah, they're enjoyable. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I, I I actually read Galactic Storm for the first time like a couple months ago, and I really liked that. Um, I really like Justice League, uh, Justice League and Avengers too. Um, I know Derek said he wasn't too fond of it. I, I'd like to actually ask you why. <laughs> Wait, which? You mean the 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 the, the, the Busick one and Perez one? I liked it. I I don't think I I don't remember. I, I, I seem to I seem to remember you saying something like you were kind of eh about that. Uh, maybe I wasn't like I, but I bought like the oversized like hardcover thing to it. Like I love I love Perez's art and everything like that. I mean, as far as like the the story goes, I was probably into it. I mean, it's it, I don't I don't know. You know, I'm I'm trying to remember if there was something I disliked about it. I, mostly, it's just like people being polarized over stuff. You know, where I'm like, to me, I like that. You know, they made Cap the you know, uh, you know. Uh, the guy who, you know, was master of strategies and all that kind of stuff. And I, I kind of dug, I mean, to me, it seemed like pretty heavily favored to Superman. You know, you had all the Thor fanboys crying and stuff, you know, that, yeah, that he, uh, right. you know, you know, yeah, exactly. He's still crying. Well, I, 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 I really, yeah, well, I, I like, I, I thought it made sense, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, I yeah like, like, I think he gave, like, equal time to everyone, and, like, you know, like, well, Superman beats down Thor, but then Superman's totally exhausted, and then, like, Iron, uh, Iron Man and Hercules come in and beat the crap out of Superman. Yeah. That makes sense yeah, to me, yeah. pretty much, so, yeah. You know. But, um... I thought it was okay. Lord, I just Lord. thought it was kind of, like, mediocre and, like, not very clever. Um, I don't know. Like, there should have been, like, a more epic, like, story for these guys to get together, but it's pretty straightforward, really. And then, um... And and the first few issues, Cap kind of throws me, too, because, like, when he comes over, um, you know, he's complaining about, like, Superman having a statue and um, how it basically seems like the heroes are so, they're almost, like, worshipped on the DC side of things. And, like, Cap, like, comes across, like, as enough of a, like, not an asshole, but kind of jerky enough that I thought he was actually being controlled in a way. Well, I think that's what he was, he I was, think, yeah. yeah. Was he? Yeah, okay. Because I... th- Superman, too, was being, like, a jerk to, like, the Avengers, too. And they say, like, I think the explanation is, like, it says, like, Cap and Superman are so attuned to their home dimensions that being in another dimension, like, makes them all grouchy or something. <laughs> I forgot what it was. But... Yeah, I remember Superman <laughs> seeing that statue of, like, you know, uh, the 60s era giant man or whatever. And it's all defaced and broken down, and it's like, this is how this people of this world treat these heroes? It's like, what kind of heroes are they? Well, it, it always <laughs> cracked me up because my, my buddy's like, you know, because he, he, he's a Marvel guy first. But I remember when he read it, he thought it was funny how, you know, how they, they basically say like, oh, well, uh, this Earth is very similar to ours, but it's kind of smaller. Like, basically, like, DC Earth has to be 
inherently bigger because it has all these extra fictional cities, you know? So it kind of cracked me up where it's like, yeah, you're kind of like Earth, but you're, you're small, you know? Like, you're not, you're not as big as us, you know? Batman's like, you live in New York? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, so, like, I'd say Under Siege is my super, it's my super champion, but all those others, like, I could make a case for all of them. And then uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, my least favorite Avengers story, and I'm sure a couple of you others will pick it, is Avengers Disassembled. Uh, you know, just very, very quickly, uh, you know, we get, you know, this is the worst day in Avengers history. Bullshit. No, it's not. Uh, you know, the first... Uh, you know, it's obviously it's the beginning of Bendis' era, uh, which I'm, I'm not a like fan of. Like Kevin Spacey on that. Wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I hate that. But um, you know, there's like a total lack of continuity involved, like a, a surrounding the Scarlet Witch. You know, like so many problems with yeah. like you know, just about like oh she went crazy because her kids weren't real. And I'm like, wasn't that like 20 years ago? And yeah. then it's like, and then I've you know, been uh, this peanut butter sandwich for 20 years, and I just realized. Or, or I'm, I'm like all how out of she... jelly. I've been all out of jelly for 20 years. <laughs> and also, also like I like how she just she just spent like you know the last like five or six years learning chaos magic, and then Doctor Strange comes in and says, "Oh, chaos magic doesn't exist. What are you talking about? This is you know you're crazy." That's some bullshit no, Doctor Druid came up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see how far that got him. Yeah. And and obviously, you know, like Hawkeye, Vision, and Scott Lang all die in stupid ways, and you know, it's just it's just stupid, you know. So yeah, I hate disassembled. <laughs> it was the worst day in Avengers history because that's when Bendis's era started. Yeah. <laughs> to them, it was just the worst day that the worst uh, day that week. <laughs> no disassemble. Oh man. <clears throat> Awesome. Yeah, so those are those are my picks. I mean, I, oh. I was gonna say like, like you might people will give shit to the crossing and stuff, and I will acknowledge that it's bad. But at least the crossing has like the good grace that like the, what do you call that all its like problems were pretty much wiped away by Avengers Forever. So you know, at least there's that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um. I am not as uh, steeped in Avengers lore as I should be. I have read more than a few issues. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm aware of their history and stuff, but yeah, I haven't read as much as I probably should. So I'll go ahead and uh, do two of mine real quick because it's going to be pretty quick. Uh, probably my favorite one, and I may get some flack for this. I hope not, because I really liked Acts of Vengeance, and it was mainly an Avengers story. It did spread all over the fucking place, but that's what I liked. I liked the fact that Loki was like, I'm going to make you fight Magneto. I'm going to make you fight fucking Rocket Racer. Why the, why the fuck not? I'm just going to fuck with your head. And I like the idea of other heroes fighting people that they would not normally fight. And it made it seem a little bit more of a cohesive universe. Because you, you, before that, yeah, there were crossovers, crossovers and stuff. But, like, heroes always fought their villains. You know, Spider-Man always fights Scorpion. You know, uh, Wolverine always fights Sabretooth. And in Acts of Vengeance, it was like, here, you're going to fight this dude. You don't even know what the fuck he's capable of, and he might fuck you up, but that's what's fun about it. And I, I kind of like that. I like the idea of Loki being this huge mastermind, which is, ta-da, what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this guy kind of behind the scenes. I like the fact that he was being 
like the toady to like you know dr doom and like you know magneto playing them against each other and just being all like oh yes sir i agree and then like going back to his little throne and being like motherfucking idiots ha <laughs> you know just <clears throat> it was a it was a really cool kind of concept that i really enjoyed um, I always like that issue of uh, Cap from that crossover where Magneto fights uh, the Red Skull yeah, and locks him yeah. in that cage or whatever. That's a good issue. Yeah, yeah. I, that that was the kind of stuff you would never see usually up to that point. I mean, now it's a little bit more common. The universe is more cohesive, but to that point, yeah, it was it was still relatively fresh. So that's why I, I really kind of got into that. Um, I've, I've got your back on the whole. It's an Avengers story thing because that's. You know, that that issue of West Coast Avengers is like number two on my top 10 Avengers list. So, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it, it was definitely Avengers centric. I mean, yeah, it did spread around. But yeah, it was mainly a, <clears throat> totally an Avengers uh, story. I'm going to go there and on my least favorite one, <laughs> I probably will get flack. Civil War still chaps my ass. I can't help it. Uh, it's not that it's written bad. There are some really badly written issues. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, Mike's, Mike's my friend on this one. It just... Uh, one of the biggest problems I have with it, in the main book, Tony Stark is not sympathetic, but sometimes sympathetic, and you can sometimes be like, okay, I see what he's doing. But in other issues of other comics where he shows up, he's a fucking asshole. And I'm like... How the hell am I supposed to see his side? Like, in the main book, he's like, I'm doing this for a reason. I don't know if I want to or not, but I, I'm trying to ensure the, you know, yeah, you know, all this, you know, tortured, you know, decision making. But in other books, he's just like, you know, fuck you guys. I don't care if you're a hero or not. I'm going to strap you to a fucking harness if you don't fucking sign up. And they were just really inconsistent with how they portrayed Tony Stark. And Iron Man is one of my favorite characters. I, I'm, I'm like Mike. I like him as a solo character. And, you know, it was like the fucking, you know, goddamn crossing. It was like, uh, like, uh, let's make fucking Tony horrible. Why? <laughs> He's a good guy. You know? yeah. Straczynski was really bad with that. Yeah. Straczynski was intent on making Tony Stark a fascist, pretty much. Well, yeah. see, I, I think I don't I don't want to get too in depth into it. But the problem to me seems to be that what Tony Stark wanted to do, which was to have superhuman people register. Like there's not too much wrong with that. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a fascistic thing until, yeah, like the, until you main, go, until you matter. start going a step further. And then, you know, once they started talking about, you know, interstellar gulags and all this other stuff, <laughs> they threw in to the addendum of, you know, Hey, guess what? You know, to drive a car, you have to get a license. Do you know what I mean? But then once you go the extra step of, wait, if you don't actually get a license to drive, I'm going to stick you in outer space in a prison and <laughs> your legs. It's like, well, okay, then, how, I mean, what else are you supposed to think? Of course, they're trying to paint, uh, you know, that that uh, decision and that character as a bad person, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he, he had a good reason just, you know, and I really hated the like last like five second like supposed not redemption, but the whole like, you know, Steve Rogers going, Yeah, Tony's right and like three panels, like, oh, we're doing more harm than good. It's like, Really? Thanks, you know, fucking A, good job. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that that's what kinda sucked about that is what you couldn't realize that six issues ago before you fucked over everybody that you that signed up with you and stuff. I don't know. That just seems like 
not like something <laughs> a person who was responsible for all those people would do. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna start a civil war, if you're gonna take sides, like I mean, you might as well finish what you start, Cap. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't I don't say that I necessarily agreed with everything that happened with Captain America there, or even that I agreed with everything that happened with, you know, Reed Richards and Iron Man and and, and uh you know Hank Pym or whatever or Scroll Pym. Oh, yeah, he came off like whoever a the huge fuck asshole. it was. But like but like if you're gonna start something like that, it just seems kinda weak ass to like, okay, let's stop fighting now. Like I give up, you know, then that's the- it. The best part of, like, Civil War is Nova coming back to Earth and being like, you yeah. know, I don't know what petty shit you guys are fighting over, but uh, we're about to all be annihilated, so get your no, shit. I, I, I love that issue, because he's like, I love when he comes home and he's like, Robbie, what the fuck? What is what yeah. wrong with all you assholes? <laughs> you know, like, that was brilliant. It's like Dennis Leary's the whole thing. is like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. That just I don't know, that left a really horrible, horrible, horrible taste in my mouth. And for honorable mention, which uh, some people will not get mad at me about, but they disagree a little bit, the entire run of force worked. Um <laughs> Stam you, Jackson. <laughs> Moonraker <laughs> is cool. <laughs> no, wait, no he's not. No he's not. That fucking guy's name? Not, it wasn't Parallax. That was his fucking weapon. The other, the, the guy who helped. Cent- Century. Century, like Century yeah. and Century. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Bob, Bob Reynolds and the guy from the cartoon. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think my biggest reason that like uh, Force Works stubbed my toe was because it got rid of West Coast Avengers. You know, it was like, oh well, this is now West Coast Avengers, pretty much, more or less the same guys, just they're here now, and I'm like. Hawkeye? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? But it, but it, Tony. But it's such a delicious pun. It's such a delicious play on words. Force, Force works. works. <laughs> I kept thinking they were gonna like fix the water system or something. Um, <laughs> That's Force public works. Public works. Yeah, exactly. Force <laughs> works. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, that that's a, a tale for the other time. Brainiacs, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but... <laughs> Damn it. Damn you, Derek. But uh, the fact remains that that book did come from an Avengers title. They they basically came from that. So I can't go into it too much, but yeah, Force Works is definitely... Yeah, fuck that. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I said, mine's pretty short and sweet. Uh, how about you, Brian? What's some uh, good and bad from the storylines of the Avengers? Um, I'm unsure whether to go good or bad first. Uh, I'll just add a little to the the uh, Bendis hate. Um, I think that's actually I don't know if I can label it as like the number one cause, but it's one of the reason like I originally stopped collecting comics was because of New Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I had looked, re- <laughs> I killed comics forever for me. <laughs> um, I had really looked forward to. I did really look forward to it. Um, like when I first heard about it, because I like Bendis from Ultimate Spider-Man, you know. Um, so I thought it was gonna be good, and then I don't know. I I so I started picking up Avengers as it was ending, and then I started getting new Avengers. And after a while, I don't know, it was almost like draining to me. I was just like, ugh, you know, I don't want to read this anymore. And then I just ended up stopped buying issues like of all comics altogether. So in a roundabout way, I kind of blame Bendis for that. But um, 
As far as good ones, uh, what I picked as one of my favorite was uh, Great Lakes Avengers Misassembled. Um, nice, and, good choice. Uh, looking back on it, I think it's actually the first Dan Slott book that I'd read. Um, and he's obviously very funny. Um, but yeah, I really dug it. Uh, Great Lakes Avengers, you know, they showed up in West Coast Avengers. And even as a kid, I thought, you know, you know, these, these guys are silly, but I still like them. And that's how I feel about it now, except like Dan Slott kind of went balls out with it and like totally made it over the top and, you know, added like Squirrel Girl to the roster and all this stuff. It's just a really funny and like really crazy book. So that was my number one pick. Well, well, don't forget Grasshopper, who keeps trying to join but getting killed. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another one for dislike. um, And I wanted Derek's opinion on this because. Uh, he always has a like a good perspective on older books, and I wonder if maybe I hate this just because it's an older book. But what did you think of the Kree Scroll War, Derek? It's it's uh, it's on my top ten list. Um, like I I enjoy it, but I mean I, I I guess I could see why maybe you know somebody might dislike it because because of the dated stuff. But like I always like Neil Adams, so like I love the art on on that kind of stuff, and then. Uh, you know, as far as like the cosmic stuff, it's like the same thing as with, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, Operation Galactic Storm. Like, I kind of dig the idea of the Avengers getting into a Quinjet, going into outer space and then, you know, being embroiled in this big, you know, galactic war, whether it's between the Kree and the Skrull or the Chiar and the Kree or, you know, however it goes down. But, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't know if that adds any new perspective but uh, you know i'm kind of curious to hear why you know what what you dislike about the story or whatever um i don't know i I almost figured you'd go that way because i knew there's probably something in the book that i should appreciate but i just wasn't um part of it is like the dated storytelling and like it it doesn't seem very straightforward either like the book's really scattershot and like the story jumps around a lot so it's kind of hard to follow and if you're not into like certain parts of the story like, I, I don't know. I just, like, uh, didn't enjoy the book, you know, overall because of that. Because I'd start reading something, and it'd be, like, boring, and it'd be like, why am I even reading this? What does that have to do with the overall story? But uh, um, I don't know. A- another thing that probably adds to that was as a kid, like, with the Marvel cards, like, I had the Kree Scroll War, like, card, and it, they made it sound really awesome. And then, you know, I bought the book as an adult. And um, I guess it just didn't live up to expectations. No, 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 that, that kind of makes sense because it kind of reminds me of, like, how I feel about, like, you know, the prequels where, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi talked about the Clone Wars and all this stuff. And then you're like, wait, what? Oh, this kind of sucks, you know, or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I could see that, like, especially if you build something up for yourself where you're like, oh, this is going to be the shit, you know, and then and then it's not quite what you sort of imagined it to be like that. That makes sense. I mean, well, yeah, well, Brian. Brian. Go on. I was going to say, Brian, I, I can agree, kind of, because, like, when I first started, like, looking up, like, Avengers trades and starting to, like, read, like, hardcore into Avengers, like, the thing I always saw was, like, read the Kree Scroll War, you know, that's one of the classics and stuff, so when I read it, I was like, that was, like, okay, but it was, I didn't think it was anything, like, special. Like, the only part I really, like, think is cool is, like, that, like, Neil Adams, like, drawn issue of the of Ant-Man going inside the Vision and stuff, right. and that was just because it had, like, really great art. But, yeah, I can I can get where you're like, yeah, this isn't too special. Yeah. I think, like, like, some of the stuff about it is that, like, 
maybe you know it, it'd be like imagine if if vance astro was the one who unlocked his potential you know and like different things like i, I think it, it things have different meanings to different people when they read them but like for me like i read hulk for years and years and years and like you know rick jones is kind of like you know, snapper car or whatever to, to the Avengers and stuff like that, to Captain America and stuff. So I think, like, seeing stuff like that, like, to some people, it might be a big moment. Like, for Justin, it's like, you know, seeing him, you know, use all those, uh, you know, kind of Golden Age heroes at his disposal and stuff. So, like, to some people, it might be... I can see why in retrospect, like it's kind of like reading Infinite Crisis or something where there's lots of fan wank moments. And if you don't, you know, if you're not in on the fan wank, you just might be like, okay, yeah, the art's pretty, but it's not quite what I expected, you know? So I, I guess that's the only other insight I would add to it, but that's, that's all I could say. Yeah. I don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm not an old school comic fan in that regard. I know about it. I don't know the actual details, so yeah, that, that's pretty cool stuff. Um, as far as history and actually getting to know a little bit more about your your Avengers 101. Uh, yeah, is it is it on your list? It's totally on my <laughs> list. <laughs> actually, probably not. I, I I really read comics as it is. It, it takes something uh, mind blowing, I guess, to actually get me to read something nowadays. Um, we're gonna go ahead and move along to uh, our. Friend Justin says he asked me if it was on my list. What's on your list, sir? What's a, what's a good and bad story for you? Well, my number one favorite Avengers story is Avengers Forever. And Mike kind of briefly mentioned this earlier. And it's the basic story is it's you know the Avengers fighting uh, Immortus and Kang is there as well. And you've got like a, a team of Avengers pulled from different eras, you know, like you've got Cap from an area from an era when he's kind of disillusioned with, you know, uh, the government where he sees this guy commit suicide. And, you know, you've got um, Hank Pym and Wasp, but then you've also got the unhinged Yellow Jacket. And it's just a great story. And there's a lot of like, uh, you know, fan wankery and stuff where you, you kind of see. Uh, some bad things like the crossing is kind of, you know, shoot away and explain that, you know, like it, it wasn't really Kang and Mantis, it was space phantoms. And you're like, oh, that's great because the crossing didn't make any sense at all. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like if you read the crossing, it's like Mantis is suddenly evil. And you're like, Mantis, why are you evil now? Like, she's like, you know, like, because Vision, I loved you and you didn't love me back. And, you're like, well, you know, you, you got over that. You married the swordsman and everything. And she's like, I know, but I'm angry. Ten years later, deal with it. <laughs> you know, <You're> like, wait, <laughs> this, your motivation doesn't make any sense. But me yeah. and Scarlet Witch were talking about her kids, and we agree, old shit just needs to be brought up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, at, um, you know that like YouTube video that was out like when. Smallville was ending, and that guy was like really excited about it. You know, he was like, America! "Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, he was so excited about it." Like, that's me reading like Avengers Forever. I'm like, "This is the greatest thing ever!" Like, it's got so many little like nods and winks to like uh, past Avengers history. Like, tacos you know, are just flying. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. yes. Like, like they're in the old west fighting dinosaurs that King, you know, brought up or wherever. I'm like, "Oh, I remember that original issue." You're like, "That was a long time ago." And, you know, it's just a great. It's a great book. If you love Avengers, like you'll you'll really dig it. Cool, cool, cool. So, well, of course, with every good, we have to have some bad. So, what's what's not so good for you, sir? Well, 
We've been hating on Bendis, and uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> why stop now? <laughs> yeah, why why stop now? Like, I, I'm kind of like Brian. Some like him, some of his thoughts and feelings on it kind of echo my own. Um, like I had stopped reading Avengers month to month for a while, and when I heard he was going to start writing it, I was like, oh, that's cool because you know, I liked Powers, so I'm like, well, this should be pretty good, and I read it. And I immediately regretted that decision. Like it was – it's like the worst – it is the worst day in Avengers history, like Mike said, because that's when Ben just started writing. Uh, I I don't feel like I need to rant about it more. You know, I, I ranted about this in a early, early Fandles episode. Um, another story that I really don't like, and me, me and Mike have both mentioned it, like I don't like the crossing at all, like – for a while there, I didn't think it was that bad until I sat down and reread it last week. I'm like, oh wow, this is worse than I remember. Like, you know, like I just said, the story doesn't make any sense at all. But I, I'm, I'm like, like I said, I'm just one of those guys in that boat that like anytime they make Tony Stark just seem like a giant asshole, I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, why do you do this? Seem like I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just my take on things, but like certain things seem to be in direct response to other events or whatever. Like you could say that that Nightfall was an answer to the you know the original you know Cap No More saga or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you could say that you know like you know that the crossing was a response to like, you know, the whole how Jordan goes crazy as parallax thing. You know, it yeah, seemed like, right. it seemed like there were always equitable things where it's like, Oh, you're going to do what to your character. You're going to fuck him up and make him unrecognizable. Well, we can do that too. You know, like, with Tony, <laughs> there's, you know? yeah. If, if you look at like letters pages from like issues of the crossing, they're all like, no, don't like make like Tony yeah. Stark, like, Jordan, you know, don't do this to him, no. And like all, all the responses are like, "Don't worry, we have a plan with Tony Stark. He is not going to be Hal Jordan." We're gonna make. <laughs> and him by that team. they meant, yeah. And by that they meant, yes, he is going to be Hal Jordan. <laughs> and we're just going to bring in a teenage Tony Stark. Yeah. Teenagers are cool, right? <laughs> it, it's like I said earlier. Like one of the good things that came out of it was, you know. Nathan Gorilla got shot in the head with a repulsor blast, <laughs> and you had some really cool Mike Diodato Jr. artwork. Like I really dig his yeah, art. Yeah, yeah, his his artwork yeah. is really great. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> slight slight positives there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> man, anybody who's related to uh, Brian Michael Bendis send all your angry emails. <laughs> Jeez, that guy can't catch a break with us tonight. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's not I'm, over. It's not over yet. I, I, I'm going to Derek now. So no, no, no. I'm, I, I'm just going to say, just real quick, to address that. I think we've all mentioned that there are certain pieces of his that we like, and you know, the only thing I'm going to repeat again and again and again till I'm blue in the face is I read interviews where the guy admitted I do solo books really, really well. I write, you know, and 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 I think that's true of some of the compliments we've paid to things like you know, Ultimate Spider-Man or Powers or even, say, Daredevil or whatever, right? But, you know, he said, oh, I don't think I should write this Ultimate X-Men book. I'm no good at team books. It's like, but eventually, what, 10 years down the road, they shoved a bunch of money in his face, and I guess he's willing to write anything even if he's no good at it. So, I mean, that's that's all uh, I have to I, say about I that. I think it's been a popular uh, conception from a lot of uh, fan, fans and fanboys. I mean, you can go either way. That like yeah, Bendis is <clears throat> is really good on solo books. You know his his style is more 
comfortable and more, I guess, flowing with one character who's like the main protagonist. And in team books, <clears throat> he either like picks the people he wants to have the spotlight who are not always the people who should have the spotlight, or he tries to compensate with it by having really weird dialogue that doesn't make any sense for these people to be saying, you know, just like, Oh, uh, cat has to say anything in like two panels. He's going to talk about how he loves grape soda. You know? <laughs> I'll just simplify it. Brian Michael Bendis is a terrible writer of Avengers. Just saying. So I'm just going to, I think, for mine, I'll I'll just start with my worst one and end with my favorites, so we can we can turn this around. Um, but uh, this this may or may not be uh, controversial, but um, I I fucking hate the Ultimates, and that's going to be my worst <laughs> Avengers story. Um, I all don't, of them are just like any certain. Uh, I, I'll pretty much go to bed for all of them. Like, but especially <laughs> like, well, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I know, I know Jeff Loeb gets a lot of hate and he ruined the ultimate universe, but I don't think there was much of a universe to ruin in the first place. So, I mean, it's not like I'm crying over it. It's like the same thing when, you know, people told me, oh, they're killing Spider-Man. And I just kind of went, yeah, the ultimate Spider-Man, like that doesn't fucking count. Like that's not the real Spider-Man, <laughs> you know? So like, like I, I just, you know, um, the Ultimates, it kind of makes a modern update to the Korvac saga and, like, why I hate those fucking people. Like, because it just, there, there's the epitome of this one scene where they make fun of fucking Bruce Banner. Like, they're all the kids and teachers at Columbine before the one guy or two guys went ape shit and, and you know, shot the whole school up. And, you know, it's not me saying one thing's right and one thing's wrong because it's like, you know, Hulk shouldn't run around and eat people and cannibalize them. But to me, that's just more, you know, Mark Millar shock value horse shit. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I, I just I've never liked that story. You know, the art from Brian Hitch is really, really lovely. It's really pretty. I can understand anybody appreciating it. But I mean, as far as all the shock jock tactics, like I dislike Mark Miller more than I dislike Brian Michael Bendis. Like Brian Michael Bendis stuff kind of makes me grumpy and stuff, but not to the extent that like I get really passionately angry about something because I know that Mark Millar's explicitly trying to push my buttons whereas i think brian michael bendis is just trying to take a paycheck and like break people's toys and i i don't i don't know i don't think he intends to push my buttons but i could be wrong but mark millar i know you know because it's like anything the, the only thing i've read of his that never pushed my buttons that was actually good was uh, superman adventures and that's probably because it was an all-ages book so it's like to me, it seems like if you had editorial constraints on him where it's like, oh, you cannot, you know, be a fucking asshole when you're writing, then he'd actually like write something good. He wrote some nice, clever little Superman stories where, you know, Superman was using his brain and scientific knowledge and, you know, he, he beat up, you know, uh, freaking, uh, you know, Metallo or Parasite or uh, Livewire, that stupid bitch and like you know stuff like that you know it's like, you know, it's but, like but it was it was you know it was a decent story but uh you know as far as ultimates goes like i don't i don't really care for it too much i mean every once in a while i'll yuck it up and 
you know, always use the cap line about, you know, this A on my forehead doesn't stand for France. But <laughs> him, he's trying to be insulting about that. You know, and me, you know what? I'll wear that with a badge of pride. Like, this A on my forehead does not stand for France, you fucking Scottish prick. So, you know, whatever. Like, I don't care. So, you know, like, he could take that and shove it up his ass. I have a question for you, Derek. Yes. Um, like, how did you think... How did you compare his run on Ultimates versus, like, uh, Ultimate X-Men? Because I thought he was much more of a shock jock with Ultimate X-Men than I did on Ultimates. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I, I... I think I've read more Ultimates than I have of Ultimate X-Men. Like, I think my, I think I read, like, the first couple issues, and I was already like, what? Wolverine's gonna kill Professor X? Oh, this is fucking dumb. And then, yeah, I think I didn't read it after the first two issues. And then I picked up a couple more issues. And then I think I got irate over the whole handling of... Because it's like, I hate Wolverine's fan aura. So I think it was, like, issue 11 that I picked up. Because I think somebody either bought it for me or, like, you know, it was part in a quarter bin. or I, I, I don't know how I got it. But I just... Maybe I was bored. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll pick up this, this comic book. And so I read it. And I'm kind of like, Wolverine's in an Mantium cage... And, like, so he can't break free. So, like, that's supposed to explain, like, why he can't use his claws to, to break free, his unbreakable claws. But then they shoot a Scud missile at him or something like that, and then that's how he escapes. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If the Scud missile's strong enough to break this Admantium cage, why didn't the Scud missile kill fucking Wolverine? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Oh, the explosion threw me from the fucking cage blast. I'm like... <laughs> What? Like, how does that make any fucking sense to except to like some Wolverine fucking fanboy who's got a hard on for Wolverine? Oh yeah, his healing factor totally like saved him from the and I was just like, you know, this is fucking horseshit. So I was like already kind of like pissed off about that. And then I guess you know I, I know there's some more like shock jock type stuff that he did. Like I know that uh, you know I don't think I read much more of it than that, but I know that what Ultimate Colossus was like a mobster for the russian mob and well, they made him yeah. they made it they, they made him homosexual or whatever and he like yes, he has like a crush on wolverine or, then it, he's a steroid he have... user <laughs> so like they just kept piling it on yeah so like i i don't you know i mean i, I don't think i really followed it like i think at that point i was already kind of grumpy enough with x-men stuff as it is like i'm more of like an og like you know x-factor original five x-men guy as it is so, like, when, when, you know, to me, I, I think during that point, I was probably actively supporting the Hidden Years, and uh, it was like, fuck all these other X-Men comics, like, I'm buying the Hidden Years, you know, or whatever. So that's kind of, I, I, you know, how does it compare to me? Like, I, I read Ultimate X-Men less, so maybe that answers your question. I don't know. Like, like I, I did follow the Ultimates, but it still sort of made me irate, like, <laughs> if that makes any sense. You know, and then and then I don't even care too much. I mean, back then I didn't even care too much about Thor. You know, but still, it's kind of like what hippie Thor and what and huh and, and I don't know. I think I think it just made me irate that that the way they treated Bruce Banner and you know I I don't know. It just seemed like people had a lot of pettiness in them that could have easily been avoided. You know, but that's yeah. You know, but Did, I you know yeah. So you didn't like like story uh, blah 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 you didn't like thor's storyline at all because I, th I thought they did a like a good job of like especially with the audience like riding the line like 
like oh, one issue, ma- making you he is crazy, and then the oh, next issue okay. is like, no, it's Loki. Like going back and forth, I thought he did like a really good job of keeping you right on the fence with that. That's, I mean, that's that's fair enough. I don't, I don't think to to me it's kind of funny because I'm kind of like, well, like, ultimately, ultimately they're gonna have a big fight with Loki and Asgard and all this bullshit at the end. So it's like I don't know how much of a fence there was to begin with, but I can see why if you're reading it, you know, month to month and you're engaged in that, you know, will he? Won't he? Is he crazy? Is he not? You know, like I suppose if that's engaging to you, but. Like, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm just too much of a, you know, I, 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 you know, I always say, like, I'm a, I'm a crack addict or whatever. Like, I, I've had all the hardcore drugs already in terms of topics. <laughs> so, like, maybe maybe I'm totally, like, immune to that kind of, you know, nuance where I'm like, I can't even appreciate that because I'm so, you know, grumpy and irate about <laughs> other things, you know. So, yeah. just, just to be fair to it. But, yeah, I just, I don't like that uh I don't like that story at all. And, you know, I'll, I'll agree with other things that people have mentioned. Like, yeah, um, you know, I'm not I'm not super fond of Bendis. Like, I never liked the whole, hey, dude, I'm Hawkeye. I'm getting in a ship. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> like, I've always thought that was kind of fucking the stupidest fucking death I'd ever seen. You know, I was like, what, why did that have to even happen? I mean, what, because you want a bunch of new guys on the Avengers? Like, you don't have to just send somebody to Poochie Planet and explode them just to, to get that done. Like, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, like that. Yeah, that that kind of stuff is is weird. But um, but on onto like sort of positive type stuff. Um, Poochie Planet. <laughs> Planet Poochie. Um, no. Um, um, I'm sorry, Mike, but Hawkeye's death is like the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like. I love how like a few months later, and like Dare in a, a Deadpool, like you know, a Fabian uh, Nazina like has Deadpool like make a joke where he's like, you know, dude, you know, don't you know that anyone wearing like a harness setup like has an emergency escape like. Uh, uh, like buttons so that that prevents them to, from flying up and exploding in Kree starships. I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, as far as like my favorite stuff, like I I'll just one I can plug my uh, website because I I have a I made a top ten Avengers list. So if you want to read anything in detail, um, you know, it's on the H O C O F blog spot. Um, but I mean, as far as things that people have already mentioned, like, you know, Mike mentioned under siege, like that's one of my favorites. Um, I know that, uh, Tony mentioned acts of vengeance, you know, also that's, you know, one of my favorite type of Avengers story. Kree scroll war is brought up as a, as a, you know, not so favorite of Brian's, but I do like Kree scroll war. I do like operation galactic storm. Um, and then, you know, uh, me and Justin are secret brothers as far as Avengers Forever goes. Like, I really, really love Avengers Forever. Like, I think I think in some ways that's why, like, I, I dig, like, a lot of the early Busick run where George Perez was drawing it. But I think as, as it kept progressing, I was kind of disappointed in some of the later stuff just because I thought it wasn't as good as Avengers Forever. Like, I really love kang in that and you know how he's kind of like this warlord tyrant and everything and you know when i when i kind of found out that he was coming back in busick's run i was kind of all excited about it and in some ways kind of like how brian you know mentioned how certain things were built up in his mind when he saw like trading cards and stuff i think you know now kang had been built up to me like oh shit kang's a big bad like this is gonna be fucking awesome and then it wasn't 
you know, quite fucking awesome to me. Like some of that later <laughs> stuff, you know, where he took over DC or whatever, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, like as, as my buddy likes to say, when we read him in pamphlets or we watched a really long movie, like a Kurosawa movie, you know, and it went on too long, he was always kind of like, P.U., when does this end? You know, so like <laughs> I think there was that kind of element to it. But Avengers Forever um, you know, it's got, uh, you know, it's got Genesvel for Captain Marvel and Songbird, you know, and I, I, I guess I was always kind of saddened that they never actually really kind of consummated them as Avengers members. I mean, I know they yeah. had like the couple issues where it's like, oh, dude, Captain Marvel guest starred this issue and and Songbird like totally came along for the ride. But I was always kind of like, yeah, but that doesn't really count. Like, I thought they were going to be like, you know, official, official members and like actually be in the run for a while, kind of like how, you know, Justice and, and Firestar were and stuff like that. So I was kind of, you know, looking forward to that. And I, I totally dug that. And, and and like Justin said, it's always fun to see stuff where you're like, oh, dude, yeah, I remember when when Cap was Nomad or I remember when, you know, Pim was a crazy fuck yellow jacket. And it's like crazy <laughs> fuck yellow jackets teaming up with like, you know, other giant man Pim and they're doing super science together. And, you know, everybody's like standing back and being like, whoa, dude, we can't like like, you know, make our VCRs work, but these guys are going to totally, like, you know, get Science, us back through the time stream or whatever, you know? So, like, all that stuff was, was you know, relatively cool. And then I've always kind of been a fan of, of retcons that fix shit that I thought was always fucked up. So, like, you know, the way that people kind of talk about the crossing, like, it always makes you feel good when somebody's like, no, 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 that's not how this happened. This is how it happened, and it doesn't make you feel, like, so grumpy it's like it's like no you know kazar didn't bitch slap thanos around and lead him into a pool of lava (laughs) that was just a you know a simulacrum that you know thanos had running around like an asshole you know and you're just kind of like you then you 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 just kind of breathe a sigh of relief where you're like ah yes thanos wasn't like owned like a a stupid asshole in that i just i you know i really just love when they like capture like i think they like capture a space phantom in that like story and then they're like he's explaining all these things to them and they're like but what about when and he was like that was bullshit and then they're like but what about what about <laughs> yeah, when this yeah, happened yeah. he was like that yeah. also was bullshit and yeah. it was like and what about this it bullshit you know yeah, it's like yeah that's bad. not that wasn't true well the other thing that i liked about it too was is like rick jones got some more spotlight again and he wasn't just gonna be like the guy who got bitch slapped by the maestro hulk into the wall or whatever you know like (laughs) like you know just there were there were lots of things in that for me to to appreciate and love and then the other thing that i just wanted to say about it is if you read the pamphlets they they had these great awesome little indexes at the back where you could look and you know like if you weren't you know if you were somebody like brian or you know whatever where you're like you know what i don't know exactly what that means you know i don't what what is he calling bullshit on you know and you'd go back to the index and it'd be like oh back in you know avengers you know 92 was when the kree scroll war happened and then you could be like oh that's that's what that was about and if you were if you were interested in it you know you might like look at a trade paperback or track down the back issues or, or what have you you know and if you weren't if you're like oh yeah that was bullshit maybe you wouldn't but you know it's like that that i was that was kind of cool that they gave you you know some filler it's you know kind of like the old asterisks in the old comics where they'd say you know see this issue or whatever but in a more sort of marvel handbook type way you know where you had some more detail on it if you like avengers check out their comics at your local store (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, totally so yeah i i definitely dig uh you know dig avengers forever that that would have to be my favorite 
Cool, cool. I hate the cold. We need to move the team to the west coast. I kind of chose the uh, story topic first because, first of all, we did do a little bit of hate on the uh, <laughs> the uh, whole uh, characters. Um, the thing about the stories, though, is they lead directly into our next topic. Ooh, symbiosis, organicness. Uh, one of the reasons that storylines are so popular is because of the teams. And when you say teams, that's what leads me into the idea of eras. The Avengers are always a rotating roster. There's some people who stay, there's some people who go, but usually have like a core group. Sometimes, maybe not. They've, they've really done some interesting things with the Avengers roster at some point. Um, and that's what I constitute as an era. An era is a certain team that is around for a certain time, and sometimes that era is really solid. You know, a lot of people love the original Avengers with, you know, uh, Iron Man, uh, Hulk, who kind of went back and forth for a minute, and uh, Cap got introduced in issue four, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Thor, and uh, you had Ant-Man and uh, Wasp. Those are like your, your main Avengers. Some people like some of the later guys. Uh, I know Justin, our resident uh, bomber jacketophile <laughs> it's really fond of that era <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's what i think of as an era like a team that has been around for a couple issues more than like one or two that kind of defines a perspective or an outlook so that's what we're going to go into next uh, our favorite era of the avengers you're not it's not so much a favorite team but just like people who came aboard on the roster and they guided the uh series for you know, anywhere from five to ten issues, maybe fifteen, and they kind of set a tone for what the Avengers was. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the ones that maybe weren't so great of teams who kind of sucked. Uh, that does happen, unfortunately, and I've got my views on that. That's why I was like, eh, the errors might be a little bit more negative than positive, so we're going to do the uh, you know, favorite story arcs first, because I thought that would be a little bit uh, more of a positive thing to break up the... Uh, Negativity. I could be wrong, though. There might be a lot more favorite eras. Um, on this one, I haven't started with Derek, I don't think. I know he just got into talking, but yeah, you got to be fair. Let somebody go first. So, uh, Derek, what's your least and uh, most favorite era of the Avengers? Um, for, for, I guess, least favorite era, I guess, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much, but I, I think by default, it's kind of clear that... Uh, that we don't really enjoy the whole Bendis era of Avengers. I mean, no. I, I could say, I, I that could motherfucker say, can't get a cup of coffee in this fucking yeah, podcast. I, I could say some, I, some positive things. Like I probably found some twisted sense of enjoyment in the dark Avengers, but I mean, for the most part, I, I'd say the the error that I really kind of dislike the most, if I had to pinpoint it, cause I know we're kind of being generic with, um, with with eras and bendis but man i hate the first like six issues of mighty avengers like with the female oh, ultra yeah. and everything yeah. like i can't stand that like and it just seems like a random assortment of people and i yeah i don't know dude like i mean it's like i i can see why eras worked for like the dark avengers and stuff like that but like i don't i yeah i don't i don't know like those kind of things like i just kind of dislike the whole setup of it and 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 especially when i guess uh, brian brought up a good point when he brought up that nova issue where nova comes back to earth during civil war and is like what the hell's wrong with you fuckheads or whatever <laughs> but like I, I feel the same way about 
the uh, when, when they kind of did the follow up to uh, the annihilation thing with the phalanx and Ultron and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm like, there's a good fucking Ultron story where he's not like, you know, a chick and trying to like take over Tony's armor or whatever <laughs> was going on there. I was like, that was terrible. I'm all let these guys write Ultron because because <laughs> this, yeah. this kicks ass. But this other thing just did not. Um, and um you know, I think uh, just just because I always give it so much shit, I, I, I feel it's only fair to mention the bomber jacket era because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm always giving the bomber uh, uh, jacket. Hold, era hold shit. on, uh, Derek, Justin, go ahead. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know. Just like the bomber jacket era. Uh, all all I'm gonna say about the bomber jacket era is I just felt like they were trying too hard to be the X-Men, just like the, the uh, cartoon, you know, the uh, United they stand, which we'll mention later, but you know how the, the, they, they had to have like a blackbird instead of a Quinjet pretty much. Like I'm just kind of yeah. like in Hawkeye had to talk like fucking Wolverine where he's like, <laughs> Hey, bub, I'm Hawkeye. I want some Java, you know, or where's the Java? you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just kind of like, well, wait, like, because Cyclops has a fucking bomber jacket and Rogue has a bomber jacket, and because Jim Lee made these fucking designs with bomber jackets, now Black Knight, who's supposed to wear a fucking cape and be a medieval knight from fucking England, has to wear a fucking bomber jacket? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. Think, I think Perk even wore a bomber jacket for a few yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just everybody wore... But, I mean, in an Eternal, like Cersei, it's like, hey, baby... <laughs> You want to you want to go out with me? I know you're like a god or whatever, and you've got all these immortal powers. But hey, how about wearing my bomber jacket, baby? Like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but but, but Derek, 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 she she wore green like Rogue, and Rogue wore a bomber jacket. Come on. But Derek, Black Knight had a lightsaber. <laughs> yes, Black Knight did have a lightsaber. Which, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah. So, you know, hey, like that's 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 what it is. I mean, you know, like I'm sure I'm sure, you know, that that Justin enjoyed it. And I know he started reading some of the Avengers back then. So I could appreciate that because I think I think it's hard to uh, get past. I was thinking about it today and it's like you kind of when you're young, you kind of imprint on whatever your first comic is. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. Little, the little baby alien that like imprints. It's like mama or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Like you kind of read that first comic and you're just kind of like, you know, whatever it is like for Mike or, you know, oh, Hawkeye and Thunderbolts. And, you know, you unconsciously imprint on it. You know, you might not have thought about it now, but that's probably why Mike loves the Thunderbolts so much because he read those those under siege comics or whatever, you know what I mean? And I guess well, that's I mean, why, you know, Justin likes bomber jackets, but me, I, <laughs> I, I must've imprinted on goofy ass Thor and Dr. Druid and went, what the <laughs> fuck is this? You know, cause I think those were some of my earliest Avenger comics. And then I guess also like some West coast issues where, you know, I, I, I know this probably will get brought up later, but uh, you know, I always thought that red jumpsuit, Hank Pym was the shit, and I didn't realize that he, you know, beat up his wife or anything back then, so I was kind of like, oh, this dude's cool, and then I was like, why does everybody hate this dude, and I went, oh, okay, well, all right, okay, that kind of sucks. I, I, I think, you know, it's going to even make your, like, soul hurt even more, Derek. Mm. He was kind of written as Doctor Who in a way in that point. Yeah, no, that doesn't make my soul hurt. I, I hope he drops. Yeah, the cool. yeah cause he, he was just supposed to be like a smart guy. Yeah. 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 No, I thought it was cool. Cause I was just kind of like, Oh, he's like the scientist. He must be like their Reed Richards. Like I didn't really know who he was or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess talking of Hank Pym, 
I guess going into my my favorite era of Avengers because it, it kind of ties into that was would be the whole Lee Kirby like first probably you know I love that I I had that Marvel masterwork you talk about imprinting on something but you know it had the first ten so you're talking about like the original team right yeah 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 I mean you know I mean obviously eventually Cap joined pretty soon and Hulk left like by the second issue or whatever but I was always fascinated by that whole because they they you know they set it up pretty well like these guys all came together and they were different heroes and one team, but they totally didn't get along. Like, you know, it was very much like, you know, Hulk was always pissed off. Like, you guys don't trust me. Hey, you know, shellhead, like, why why am I in this building? You know, and oh, oh, oh stupid troll, like, why are you messing with us? And, you know. Yeah, Thor was still kind of prissy. Yeah, it's like everybody was giving, you know, everybody was giving everybody shit, and then, you know, Jan was trying to get into everybody's pants, and like, you know, I just, all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Order, hang out, and smack that bitch. No, you know, and yeah. so, so like, and I was, I was always kind of fascinated by those first ten issues, and I, you know, I, obviously, I had that Marvel masterwork, and I just read it over and over again, and I really, you know, I always kind of dug that. You know, you kind of went, oh, why didn't Hulk stay with them? So I guess in some ways, that's why the new cartoon is kind of like a fantasy come true to me because he's actually, you know, sort of a permanent member of the team instead of just getting irate and jumping off and telling those guys to go fuck themselves because you know obviously they're all selfish twats or whatever but you know <laughs> you know avengers earth's mightiest twats yeah. <laughs> it's marvel comics the real world yeah but yeah i i you know, that, that, is, phone. <laughs> that, that is my my favorite era because i was just you know it, to me it was it was obviously not your you know it's not your father's justice league it's not even the justice league you know it's something very different or even even from like say the fantastic four you know where they're a family and like even though like johnny and ben are like arguing with each other and getting into fights like you know they really care about each other but these guys it's kind of like when they get into a fight you're kind of like ooh, he just told them what he really thought like i think you're a dumb green ogre you're like oh he he really means that like oh like this isn't gonna end well you know like I think that kind of like goes into the trailer right now because I, I I agree with you, Derek. It's like I like the idea that you know whoever it could be Nick Fury or it could be just these guys who are just like okay we have to do this, but like you know they're all like okay we have to get together because you know what we're the badasses, we're like the most powerful people on the fucking planet, but I ain't gonna fucking like you. You know, it was always kind of funny in JLA where, like, you know, Batman and Superman are like, oh, hey, buddy, you know, or hello, Diana. And, I mean, that's a good, you know, that's a good thing to work off of. I don't have a problem with, like, the big three being friends. But at the same time, in a more reality-based universe like Marvel, it is kind of funny. Like, you know, Cap's like, you know, yeah, I don't like, I don't like the green guy. He's kind of violent. Thor's like, I like the green guy, but he's stupid, but I fucking hate you. And yeah, I, I, I like the, uh, the uh, animosity thing. They were all they were all like neurotic at that point. Cap even like Cap for years and years was like Bucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, even <laughs> yeah, yeah. when Cap That's woke true. up, he was always kind of in a big guilt trip where it's like, you know, he wasn't quite all there you know so yeah they all kind of had their own but i don't want to they they all had their own personal issues going into it and stark stark was like alcohol well actually stark wasn't even that far gone yet it was more like my heart i need a oh that's right yeah he's like i need an electric socket where's an electric socket (laughs) (laughs) it's like my transistors he was like repulsor blast repulsor blast oh no shrapnel in my heart no no yeah 
It's like it's like I feel the pangs, the pangs of hurt, like these pieces of shrapnel lodged in my heart. You know. <laughs> oh wait, that's literally like yeah, yeah, it's like, shit in my heart. Fuck. I have so bad alliteration. <laughs> my my favorite thing from like near that era. Well, it's probably I think it's like in probably in the first like fifty issues. I'm not sure where is where where Cap like starts hallucinating and seeing like Bucky's ghost everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a really there's a really creepy issue of Cap where like he like Bucky's like perched over his gravestone, you know, and he's like, you fucked me over. Like, this is all your fault. And you're like, wow, that's kind of creepy because I think I, I think it was like Gene Colon art or something, so it looked kind of realistic. <laughs> Bucky was all like, Stentry told me in 40 years I'll be a Russian and have a cyber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Car. It's like, I also heard that this guy, Norman Osborn, has got plane tickets to your, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part is just like all the Avengers are just like, oh, Cap, it's okay. You know, hallucinations are normal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, just like brother-sister like... love, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Bruce's the... daddy issues, fuck it. <laughs> It's the 21st century. That shit is normal now. <laughs> Look, Hank's over there slapping his wife right now as we talk. Oh. We're, we're cool and groovy. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just because of a natural segue. We're just going to go right to you, Mike. <laughs> oh, favorite, least favorite era, sir. Um, My favorite era would probably have to be um the just i i guess like I, I don't know like i haven't i've i haven't the only error i've read like like straight through pretty much is the uh the kurt uh busiek era pretty much and like all the everything else i've just kind of like read assorted stories from pretty much so i guess that pretty much has to win by default um it's not that that's i why, don't that's like... why i hate triathlon so much yeah, yeah. No, it's. I think it's a very solid run, and especially, like, all the per- Perez issues. And, you know, I kind of get why, like, what Derek's saying, that, like, later on it gets a little weaker and stuff. Like, like I, I like the Kang Dynasty, but, like, I think if I was reading it month to month, it would probably be really slow. Like, I read it all in one shot, but that's, like, I don't know what. That was, like, 15 issues or so, like... 12 to 15 issues of like Kang trying to take over Earth and you know you've got all these like single issues of like you know D-list guys like you know Silver Claw and Living Lightning and like <laughs> and like people oh, God, trying to you, you fucking said Living Lightning oh Jesus yeah <laughs> that like they're trying to do like you know these side quests and stuff and you know like I could see how that would get tiresome after a while but um, Final Fantasy, like, you know, odd jobs <laughs> subroutine. <laughs> I, I do really like, though, in the Kang Dynasty, that Nuff Said issue, where, like, there's no dialogue, and it's just Kang, like, destroying Washington, D.C. Like, I thought that was a cool issue. Um, uh, I, I'd say, like, probably, like, Ultron Unlimited and Avengers Forever are probably my favorite stories from that era, and I like, like, uh, Busiek has, like, you know, this thing where he has to do, like, you know, he does it a lot where it has to be everyone against everyone ever, like, giant wars versus everything, with everything, like, it happens in Avengers Forever, it happens in, like, Justice League Avengers, you know, even the Kang Dynasty, like, giant wars between everyone (laughs) in the 
universe pretty much and you know i think that's pretty cool and you know especially when he's like teamed with george perez who can like draw awesome yeah who could actually fucking handle that shit yeah yeah, so that's that's probably he, he that's probably my favorite era is his like run there in the '90s. Like that's I have a lot of fond memories from that era. Um, least favorite, however, um, we're gonna have to go back to Bendis because I I was gonna say Bendis like slash modern era is probably my least favorite. Um, I'm just gonna like I we've already bashed him quite a bit, so I'm just gonna say a couple things, but um. I think the main problem is that under Bendis, um, being an Avenger stopped being special, pretty much. Like, Avengers... I'm not going to say that Avengers are always the best of the best of the A-list, because as as you could clearly tell from our, like, least favorite characters, that's not always true. (laughs) Starfire's yeah. But, you know, like, it takes a certain type of hero, I think, to be an Avenger, and I don't think, like, you can just throw everyone on the team and, you know, like, or Cap can just say, like, I'm recruiting you, you're an Avenger now, you know? I mean, I I, I think everybody can agree. I think one of my biggest issues with New Avengers was Tony, like, trying to persuade Steve into letting Wolverine on. He was like, you know, Steve's like, he's a killer, and he's like, well, maybe that's what we need now. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You're yeah. just putting Wolverine on there because he sells fucking comic books. That's that, It's a total marketing ploy. We see right the fuck through it. It's, it's not a fucking, like, you know, we need Wolverine. No, you fucking don't. You can, they they should just put, do a, a fourth letter thing where they do that first issue and they have that conversation where he's like, we need him, Steve. And he's like, why? Why do we need him? For the sales. We need the sales boost. <laughs> yeah. 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 I See, even... I mean, Spider-Man, like, I can make a case for, but Wolverine, no, no. Well, I was going to say, like, no, Spider-Man no. or, like, Daredevil or Luke Cage or, like, Wolverine, them being an Avenger, like, individually, that could have been a whole thing in itself. But he threw them all on the team, like, at once, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know... And, like, also, like, it it seems like his teams really have no rhyme or reason to them. Like, it's just any random assortment of heroes that, like, he likes, pretty much. And, well, like, uh, I don't know. It... After Civil War, it actually said fucking Wizard that he put Doctor Strange on the team because he didn't do shit during Civil War. That's yeah. it. He was like, oh, Doctor Strange didn't do shit. Let's put a fucking magic guy there. Doctor Droom or Doctor Druid's dead, so let's do this guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The like, I'll say the only things I've liked from like this modern or Bendis era are things that have not been written by him. Like you know, Initiative Academy. Uh, I liked Dan Slott's Mighty Avengers. Yeah, I was like, about to ask like you that. about that because I know you read that pretty regularly, right? Yeah, I, I really liked that. I liked, you know, Hank Pym's team of Avengers, and, you know, I like it, like, I, it's not even, like, uh, characters I'm not, like, uh, particularly fond of, but, you know, I, I don't have a problem with, and when you can make me like them, then I think that's a, 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 a sign that you're doing a good job, so, you know... And I, I just like to say one last thing about Bendis's run since we've trashed him all night, pretty much. Um, I will say a, a positive thing. Um, I, I, my favorite sto- Avengers story that Bendis wrote is a uh, New Avengers Annual Number One or Volume yeah. One. Yeah, that's number like the one. only. That's like the only good one. Yeah, 
It's it's the only time I felt Bendis like wrote them like an actual Avengers team where like, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man actually come up with a plan to defeat like the Adaptoid and everyone contributes a bit to the fight and even that issue has like a fatal flaw in it and like they have Luke Cage's and Jessica Jones wedding in it, which isn't too bad like by itself, but the wedding there's no I don't know how someone could have missed this, but it doesn't seem like Danny Rand is at the wedding, you know, like in Luke Cage's heterosexual <laughs> life partner, you know. Uh, how remember, does... that, remember, remember that detective agency we ran for 30 years? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of like almost appalled that like that was missed by editorial that like, you know, I, Dan, Danny Rand wasn't at Luke Cage's wedding. Like, I, I don't think I blame Bendis for that, because at that point he was probably like, Iron Fist? Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) No, to me, I'm kind of like, whoever was there at the time, they were probably like Bob Reynolds or Steve Rogers, and if they're all in tuxes, I bet you editorial was like, oh, one of those guys has to be Danny Rand. It's like, nope. (laughs) No. It's like... You don't know what he looks like? It's like, yeah, we do. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so that's like the nicest thing I can say, is is that issue was pretty decent, but... By and large, uh, Bendis' run just gave me headaches and, you know, I, I, like, like Brian said, like, I actually bought it for a long time before I realized, like, I'm just buying this to buy it. I'm not even enjoying it anymore, you know? So. (laughs) It's a comic. It's a pretty cover. I'll buy it. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, that's my two cents. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, the, the Bendis hate is not something we may be proud of tonight, but it's pretty deserved. I mean, not gonna, not, not gonna like you know, throw stones. There's there's been some pretty bad Avenger stories from Bendis. Uh, and on that note, God, this is gonna be interesting because I'm I'm waiting to see what Brian has to say about least and favorite era. I think the favorite era is gonna be Waco's. Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> well, yeah, I was going to say, like, as far as collecting issue by issue and really being into Avengers, um, the only two times it's happened in my life was West Coast Avengers and Venice's run. So you kind of already know, like, my favorite <laughs> worst time periods. Uh, but we, to try to... What, what's that? We know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> well, to try to narrow it down a little bit more, um, I really do like John Byrne's run on Avengers West Coast. And... Like, he wrote a lot of comics as I was growing up. Um, you know, like, Uncanny X-Men was a little bit before my time, but I went back and read those. I really liked those. He was on Fantastic Four, and I was collecting those, you know. Again, this was, like, another instance of where, like, I knew I really liked these comics, but I didn't know the creative person behind it. Uh, and then, as an adult, I'm like, oh, it's all John Byrne, so yeah, whatever. You, you don't give a shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Remember, I remember me and my buddy, like, we love John Byrne's art, and I think because... We were probably reading like his Superman reboot and stuff like that, but then we also read like She Hulk and everything and Next Men and whatever was coming out at the time. And then I think, you know, later, like me and him would always collect back issues. And that was, you know, obviously you would go back and get the Uncanny X Men and the Fantastic Four. And he he loved John Byrne so much. He he was buying like the old Iron Fists and stuff. Like I don't even think I got that far into it, but I remember I would read those at his house and stuff. Yeah, Iron Fist. Yes, who's that? I- Iron Fist with the the Sibiri tooth. 
yeah, it's funny you mentioned his art because he is a very good artist, but it almost parallels my um, like the reason I like Mark Bagley in that I think John Byrne is a very like consistent and uh, straightforward um, artist. He's not like super flashy. Like there's a lot of especially in the '90s and stuff like. Every every comic book artist was all like flashy and out there and stuff, but um, they both had very um, like kind of subtle like styles, and I really appreciate that about both of them. Um, um, yeah, actually, uh, when John Byrne was on the title is when Iron Man had his boots armor, is what I call it. He had the big boots, and mm-hmm. he was the only guy who could draw the boots armor. Where I was like, Iron Man looks kind of fucking scary. He's like big and hulking, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah, if that makes any sense, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it totally does. I can like see it in my head, like exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. As far as uh, like other honorable mentions, maybe like I'm really enjoying enjoying Avengers Academy. Um, I'm collecting that by trade, um, and that's probably about it. About super, you know, my favorite eras or whatever. Because outside of that, I really haven't read a lot of Avengers. And as far as non-favorite eras, I I kind of got to echo Mike and just say like modern Avengers because. It's like, you know, there's like 12 different Avenger teams out there. Um, And for like the main core Avengers too, it's like um, anyone can be on the team without any regard as to why or why not they they can't be on the team. Like if you read all the other fiction about these characters, like there's very good reasons, you know, why these people shouldn't be on the Avengers, but yet it doesn't matter they're on the Avengers. So I don't know. I, I just really do not like that. Yeah, I mean, like, Derek, Mike, you just said it yourself. When you think of the Avengers, you think of, like, you know, kind of like the JLA, you know, like, really fucking powerful people who could take down a cosmic threat. And, no offense, but, like, Spider-Fucking-Woman and goddamn Luke Cage, I mean, yeah, they're probably good heroes. They may even deserve their own title, but are they fucking Avengers? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, like, just, not considering, like, character background, like, logistically, there's impossibilities of Wolverine being on every team in existence, you know, yeah. whether it's whether it's based in New York or based out in San Francisco, he's on, like, both teams, and it's just like, well, that's not possible, but yet he is, like, there's no regard to why that shouldn't happen, but it does. Yeah, yeah he's got, like, the best freaking flyer program in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's just uh yeah, marketing 101. Um god. Business is going to like <laughs> send his attorneys after us. But you know what? If they talk like he does, we'll be in court for 3 years, so it's okay. <laughs> um, I'll get no, some like Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure Bendis is fine and he's laughing his way all the way to the bank, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's Eddie Murphying this shit. He's like, yeah, I did like fucking big, like not Big Mama's house. That was Martin Lawrence, but uh, he's doing like Nutty Professor. Fuck it, I'm making money. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But uh, yeah, yeah. Some uh, I'm gonna go and do my uh, airs real quick because I want to hear what Justice has to say. So I'll do mine real quick. I really like the uh, again, West Coast Avengers. Big love for that. I can't help it. I I like two of the eras on that. Um, I actually did like the uh, Mockingbird and Phantom Rider thing because <clears throat> Hawkeye was kind of a dick in that, and we were we were talking about that earlier before we got on the uh, 
podcast, and I, I kind of like the fact that like Hawkeye took the stance of Avengers don't kill. And even though it was his wife, he was like, you know, we don't do that. And she was like, you're my fucking husband. What the fuck? You know, and it's like he was trying to be a strong leader. He was just going about the wrong way, which is really cool because he was exhibiting like real human emotions. He was like wanting to be a good leader, but he was like torn. And even at the expense of his wife is kind of fucking heavy shit back then you know it was like i'm trying to like you know say that this is what we don't do which is going to go back to business where tony starts like killing's okay as long as wolverine is like hawkeye's like no it's not what the well fuck? hawkeye i mean if you want to totally put something in juxtaposition you have the west coast avengers where he's basically telling people you know avengers don't kill no matter what and then you've got, uh, we got to kill Norman Osborn with arrows, you know, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's kind of the yeah. complete... But what a difference 20 complete years Complete 180, right? you know, so... Yeah. Um, as far as, like, uh, my least favorite era, <sighs> Justin is just not a lucky man tonight. Yeah, Bomber Jacket's not so much a fan either. <laughs> um, I, I think my biggest problem was it, and you know what, Justin, I'm not going to give you shit. I mean, and not that Derek didn't have a good point. He wasn't fucking with you. He just did not like that era. But I agree. It was very much commercialism. The X-Men wearing bomber jackets. Let's make the fucking Avengers wear bomber jackets. That's that's cool. That's hip. That's what we're going to do. And, yeah, that's why I didn't like that. And also, there are some weak stories on that. I think I mentioned before we started broadcasting uh, Proctor. And I know that was a swordsman story, too, <laughs> which makes it even more, you know, <laughs> doubly like, what the fuck, Tony? <laughs> Where they brought swordsman back. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just didn't like the bomber jacket era. Um, and it just it it seemed like the writing team, at, at, from my perspective, again, like I said, if you like it, no problem with that at all. I mean, I understand there's some stories you actually get into and stuff. But it seemed like they were just like, okay, the X-Men are really big right now. We're going to do this. We're going to make the Avengers kind of extreme, but not really. We're going to pull back. You know, it, it seemed like whenever they wanted to, like, go forward, they would pull back. And it just, again, rang hollow. Uh, if it helps, though, uh, I will agree with Brian on one thing. I read, like, maybe about five issues of New Avengers. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Jesus Christ, I'm I'm done, dude. What the hell? So, uh, I'll give you that, Brian. It was like I want to get into it. And like I even endured Carnage being ripped apart, but I was like, they're in the Savage Land, and I don't even know what the fuck is going on now. I, I don't know. I don't know that that's anything to endure, Tony. I I was perfectly all right with Carnage getting ripped into two. Oh no, no, yeah, the first issue was okay, but by the fifth issue, I was like, uh, I need a hot pocket or something. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Uh, what about you? Uh, since I, since I, since me and Derek have, you know, made your life so much fun lately. <laughs> you guys have thoroughly stubbed my toe tonight. You stupid men. Are we, are we, are we crying like babies next to you? Yeah, I'm crying right now. Right now, Justin right now. is just like naked in a bomber jacket rocking back and forth. Why? <laughs> No, it's cool. Like, I, for like favorite era, like that is one of my favorite eras, and I I get it has a lot of you know 
people who don't like that era, but it's kind of like Derek said. It's it's one of my favorite eras because that's when I started reading Avengers month to month. So, you know, it's like you explained. That's like what I. That's what became like imprinted on my brain. Like I know the team isn't like you know the all stars or anything. You know, it is Cersei, Black Knight, Crystal, Hercules, Quicksilver, Deathcry. You know. You got the white vision with, with no emotions, but you know I, I read that run of Avengers for years, and I, you know, some of the stories are not that good. Like I, I went back and read some of them here the past few weeks, and you know, most of them don't really stand up that well. Um, but I, I still dig those characters. Like there's some good storylines. Like I, I, I don't know. I still kind of dig the all the love triangles that you had going on. Like. Those were kind of complicated, but you know, whatever. That was um, what, that was there was like Cersei and Crystal and Black Knight. Yeah, then like Vision started like having feelings for Crystal too, but he I don't know if he ever like came out and told her or whatever, but you know. Hey, that's like a whole. If it helps, Justin, I love JLE, Justice League Europe, and I look back at it now. I've read a couple of uh, issues online, and I, these are the ones I actually collected when I was like reading them. They were totally trying to be like a Giffen Dematis clone, and doesn't hold up as well. So I, mean, I understand the nostalgia. I loved them back then, though. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's you know that's that's why I like that era. And I know like whenever there's like a poll on CBR, like it, you know, it it's usually voted one of the worst eras. So it's okay. I'm 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 well aware of the hate for it. And you know, despite me joking, it doesn't really step my toe. Hey, Justin. Um, did you ever did you ever follow because of your love for that era? Like cuz this is something else that had always cracked me up, but I actually bought all these issues so you can make fun of me if you haven't and if you want to return the toe stubbing or whatever, but did you ever follow uh, Black Knight's journey into the Ultraverse cuz of that? You know what? I, wow, I didn't, I didn't even know about that. I want to hear Jess's remarks on this. <laughs> Was it was it called Exiles with him? Uh, he he actually joined Ultra Force, which was their oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their Avengers. But what cracked me up about it was to to me it was always like, oh look, it's some Mort from Marvel. But then when he goes <laughs> over when he goes over to the Ultraverse, he's like the fucking shit because he knows like every you know it's like basically he had so much more experience than all these yeah. you know noob. You know, Ultraverse heroes. You know, did he, he was just Kate back? he was the super shit. No, he still had the fucking bomber jacket and the lightsaber. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like totally leading Ultraverse. Like he's like, yeah. I got my bomber jacket, I got my lightsaber. I'm the man in charge. You know, like he was, he was, he was the shit in the Ultraverse. It was like, it was like the 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 what the 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 big fish in the small pond, or I don't know how that phrase goes, but he was that. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I did pick up like two or three issues of it, but I didn't follow it much Cause, more. Because you know how like I always get all like hard up about crossovers and everything. Yeah. So to me, it was like a big super mega crossover that ran through all those books, and I bought a lot of those. You know, I spent all my money on a lot of those Ultraverse books. So you can make fun <laughs> of me for that. But um, no, no, but no, like yeah. like me, the original Exiles will always be that weird ass fucking team juggernaut led for a couple. Yeah, of years. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny is even there was even an Exiles team before the Juggernaut team, and they all got like killed in the first four issues or whatever. So <laughs> like you know, it's like that's how worthless they were. You know, like you talk about Morts, they were like super super duper Morts or whatever. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Justin, I mean, me myself, I uh, 
like the teams I like. Like I said, I love the West Coast Avengers because at the time when I read them, it sounds really fucking stupid, but they were just cool. They were like my Avengers. It was like I think Brian or Mike may have said it, but like you know, the Avengers been around for so long. But when the West Coast Avengers came around, it was like a new team. It was like, oh, this is like you know the current team. This is like the new guys. You know, we're gonna like get some fun stuff, and they actually have some really good characterization. What was what was it about like the bomber jacket team? Which I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be snarky. I mean, I'm just saying that's what you like. What made you like draw to them besides just nostalgia, or was it just nostalgia? I guess a lot of it does have to do with nostalgia, but I can look back at other elements and trace it to other things I've liked. You know, later on, like Cersei. You know, she was an Eternal. So you know, like being a little kid, I'm like, what are what are Eternals? Like, who are these guys? Like, are they you know, what book are they from? Are they like from Fantastic Four or whatnot? So I can remember like going to a comic book store and, you know, getting oh, kind of got you kind of got you in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, like it did it, it open some doors. Like I, I can remember going and getting some of those old Eternal series. You know, like I, I was joking with Derek before the show that, you know, the, the new gods in DC aren't doing too good. But the <laughs> Marvel version of the new gods, the Eternals are still around like – I, I do dig the Eternals, you know, especially Icarus and stuff like that. But it, it did open some more doors, and you know, Derek's talking about, you know, stuff he bought that might he might be a little bit ashamed of. Like I bought that Quicksilver uh, series. You know, he he had like his own like oh yeah 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 of series. M? Yeah, it would last him for like what seven or eight issues or something. Was it yeah. was it Son of M? No, 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 no. Like, he, he had an ongoing that, like, yeah. oh. you know, got canceled after, like, what, I think it was, like, eight or nine issues or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, this was, like, 97, 98. Like, I, I picked that oh, up because okay. I I liked Quicksilver from, you know, that run of Avengers, but, yeah. Well, I, I got your back on uh, Cersei, especially, uh, you know, Brian was talking about John Byrne, man. John Byrne does a smoke in Cersei, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got good proportions. Actually, looks like a real woman. (laughs) As as far as like other woman. (laughs) As far as like uh, other like favorite eras, like um, you know, Dan Slott's Mighty Avengers was mentioned. Like that's that's probably one of my favorite like current era Avengers. Even though like that's you know no longer in print or whatever. Like I I really dug that team. That was a lot of fun. Um, For like worst. yeah, I guess I have to like continue the hate and you know go with like business's modern run of you know Avengers. <laughs> but there's like there is a run of issues. It's like starting around issue 300, where the team consists of uh, Cap oh, as Nomad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was like Cap and Gilgamesh <laughs> and Mr. Fantastic and everything. Yeah, like that. I'm oh yeah, like, yeah, Mr. Fantastic and uh, Invisible Woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just remember like reading those. I'm like, this is your this is your 300th anniversary issue. This is your team. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Like like that that's kind of like a couple months after I started reading Avengers regularly. But yeah, I remember kind of I, I I remember I was happy that Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman weren't retired anymore. But like at the same time, I was kind of like, yeah, I totally was like, why are they? I don't get it. Like, and then, I, and then I yeah, Gilgamesh is. Kind of laughable. So. <laughs> I remember, like, like it was, it was like, like next to like you. I mean, the comic I had it was next to the letters page. I forgot what comic I was reading, but it had like the the, the big big full page splash. And I was like, so is the Fantastic Seven now? 
Because, like, Reed and, like, Sue are, like, right in front. And there's, like, Gilgamesh, like, way in the fucking back. <laughs> I, I think, like, Thor eventually came in. So, eventually, I was like, oh, thank God. There's some way I can, like, you know, latch on to. Because I was a big Thor fanboy back in the day. Yeah. Well, that, it seems like Gilgamesh was, like, a placeholder for Thor or something, you know? Yeah. Or Hercules. Yeah. Well, because yeah, I, I think, like, Fantastic Four at that time had... Uh... It was, you know, Ben, ben, ben Grimm was leading. Ben, Miss Marvel. Yeah, the, the, the she thing. Yeah, Crystal. Crystal and, and yeah, she thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, that's why they, they gave Reed and, uh, not Reed, yeah, that's why they gave Reed and Sue, like, fucking Avengers. Like, yeah, we, we don't have anything for you right now, so. Yeah, they, they, they retired to raise Franklin, and, and they, they showed up and helped out the Silver Surfer for a couple issues. And then after that, they were going to still you know, happily be in retirement. And then Inferno comes along and they're like, oh, we need you, mister. You know, like, <laughs> who are you? I'm Cap, but not Cap. I'm the captain, you know, so you're like... Reed, Reed had to stop shooting his children with coma rays for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just loved, the, like, the Fantastic Four during that era because Miss Marvel got turned into, like, she thing. And it was like, Ben was like, you were so pretty. And when you was pretty, I wanted to talk to you, but now that you're ugly, I could fuck you. I'm like, wow, that's that's romance right there, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's really what happened in the comic. Is like she got turned into a she thing. He's like, now you like me, right? Like, yeah, I don't have any options. I'm fucking ugly. Great. <laughs> like, uh, stupendous writing. No, I, I I feel like doing a Justin Wall because I don't I don't think that's exactly how it went down, but I, I get I get where you're coming from. Yeah, it, it was the basic idea. I mean, Ben thought she was really pretty because she was Miss Marvel when she joined, and then she got turned to like she thing, and like you know, she actually. I, I, I think it was it was supposed man. to be a sweet thing. It was supposed to be like I thought you were pretty then, but it wasn't because of how you looked type thing, like. But yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I mean, I'm, 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 I get I'm it. She was it. orange and goofy looking. I get it. But you know, but it was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. It was supposed to be a nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> you perverted it, Tony. <laughs> I did. Now, I now, now I feel like now I feel like I have plane tickets in my back pocket to Europe, and I'm going to go do a, 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 a Virgin uh, Gwen Stacy <laughs> or whatever. I just I, had to prove that I'm, I'm, all guilty. I'm still like the fucking asshole I always have been. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man, we've totally cut just off. Was there uh, something else you want to say about what you uh, did not like about uh, the current era or that you were talking about? I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going. Reed shot him with the coma ray. <laughs> you you were talking about the Reed, you know, Gilgamesh, Captain, you know, Jarvis. Oh, yeah. Because most yeah. of those first couple issues, it was like Jarvis fights back. It was all about Jarvis <laughs> being up, like living mailboxes and shit, you know. It's <laughs> not my Avengers. <laughs> no, I think those are like those are like my least favorite. You know, like when I even like when I was a kid, I was trying to complete my run of Avengers, and I, I would sit down and read, you know, as many as I could. Like I would usually skip that era of like you know. Like two, it was like two ninety seven to like three fourteen or something. Like I would easily skip all those. I'm like, man, when are we gonna get to the good stuff? Like you know, Black Knight and Cersei and Bomber Jackets. Bomber Jackets, motherfucker. Well, you know, I, I'd put up with Bomber Jacket, Black Knight as long as Doctor Druid's not there. You know, like, <laughs> I, I suppose I'll go that far. 
Oh, so you're on a first-name basis with them. Nice. You should form your own team, the Crazy Magic People. On a bright side, though, we're, we're going to go into a topic now that is very much, hopefully, more positive because we're going to be talking about cartoons. There have been some bad cartoons, which I don't think we're really going to hit on too much, but there's been some good Avengers cartoons. We've already done a sidecast on uh, Avengers United They Stand, so <laughs> we may mention it in passing, but there have been some good Avengers cartoons. And me, myself, when I saw this topic, I also went kind of outside the box and went with the people who have had, well, not people, but characters who have had uh, their own solo cartoons who have been Avengers, just because there have been some uh, notable characters who have been a part of the Avengers roster who have had their own solo cartoons. So we're going to go kind of into a cool animated uh vibe right now i know uh mightiest hero mighty uh earth's mightiest heroes is still uh playing right now is it gone to the new season yet or not derek i know you're probably uh one of the biggest fans of that show i think but well obviously by the time this airs you will have probably seen several episodes uh but the actual uh premiere is april 1st along with uh ultimate spider-man so by by the time this airs you know sometime in may you know, the second season will have been in full swing for probably a couple of weeks. Cool, cool, cool. Um, it, uh, I, I almost kind of want to do a roundtable on this because it's just a broad topic. Uh, for me, myself, uh, I have not seen Earth Mightiest Heroes. So anybody wants to, like, you know, totally uh, give me some knowledge on it and let me know how cool it is, I'd appreciate it because the only backstory i have is united they stand and as far as my favorite cartoon by an avengers solo character i really like the uh hulk's uh 90s cartoon i the iron man one was good but the hulk one was more consistent to me but anyway and that's just all i want to really say about like you know solo avengers as far as that goes but anybody who wants to jump in uh feel free right now because i i want to treat this as a round table so go well I really love uh what do you call Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I mean it's it's probably like, you know well, it's like I, I wanna say it's like the best Avengers show we've gotten, but it doesn't have anything really to like go against, you know. Mm-hmm. The ni- the nineties show is not anything that was like, you know, well conceived in any way, pretty much so. Hawkeye in short pants, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it was like, well, I, I can see their reasoning, but their reasoning sucks. So it's like, you know, they were like, okay, we want to, like, capitalize on, you know, X-Men's ending, so we need to keep that popularity. So we'll have another superhero team. And Power Rangers is really powerful, uh, popular right now, so let's, like, have them have, like, armor and stuff. And, yeah. you know... And and then they were like, but let's not use like Cap, Thor, and you know Iron Man for some. Re- I don't know if it was a rights issue or well, no, it couldn't have been a rights issue because yeah, Cap they, and they, Iron they Man they eventually both... guest starred, and I think yeah. I think the idea was if Marvel hadn't gone bankrupt and they kept making the cartoon, Thor would have appeared by season two because you yeah. can you know you can clearly see them when they pan up in the intro to the. I guess yeah. the, the the poster or, or yeah, painting or whatever yeah. it is that they're it's hanging in the mansion, you know. Oh, here are the quote unquote, you know, big three or the founders or you know, whatever, however you want to refer to them as, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I I will say one one more negative thing, which I already said in the sidecast for the uh, United Standing. 
I just hated how Hank Pym looked with his fucking mask. It was like, I'm a, I'm an ant. Not really. I have a clamshell on my head and I have a helmet. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? It's just so Earth Mightiest is a, a much better show. What 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 probably like? I mean, Derek or Mike or Brian. I, I think you've seen a couple episodes. Like, what really sells it? What brings that old school vibe? It's better uh, than the Justice League. I mean, it, it, well, no, because, I mean, I, I know there's people out there that are going to go, oh, you're crazy, like, the Justice League is an awesome cartoon, and I know I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, I mean, I, I think I've talked about this in the past. I think they, they handle the team well, and it's, to me, whenever Thor gets taken out of action, it's always something that's, like, super believable. It's like the Wrecking Crew is gamma irradiated and turned into Hulks. So basically he's getting beat up by four Asgardian Hulks. Like, okay, like I can buy why Thor is busy right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas, you know, it's not just like, not just like you know, and it's a manhole man cover, cover yeah. <laughs> you know, or what, whatever, you know, whatever they come up with, you know. And, and uh, you know, on, on top of that, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it just seems like they hit all the right chords. You know, Cap seems to have the right amount of, you know, fan aura and stuff when he first wakes up and everything. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, for people who like the Panther, Panther gets some moments to, you know, I think everybody kind of gets a moment to, to shine in the sun. You know, you know, Tony gets to think his way out of jams and do different things like that. And like I said, if you were ever a, if you ever wondered about what it would be like if the Hulk was a regular member of the Avengers, you know, after Avengers 2 or whatever, well, this kind of answers that question for you because he is basically a, you know, a regular standard member. And then I also think, um, you know, as far as uh, Wasp and, and uh, Ant-Man go or Giant-Man or Hank Pym or whatever, like, I, I think they're done fairly excitingly and well you know I, I think a lot of people might go oh you know it's like it's like it, it seems like they get to be the uh on, on, they have the unfortunate happenstance of being the 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 odd man out in the the live action movie and you kind of wonder like oh why'd they get rid of you know ant-man and wasp and you know maybe yeah. some people go ant-man wasp and they kind of make fun of them but i think they really shine in this cartoon too because you know wasp you know has like a great personality and she's very energetic and vibrant and you could see why you know why somebody would want that kind of person in their life and how she kind of bolsters the team up with her you know she seems very you know vivacious and vital and everything like that and, and of course like, uh, we're gonna beat everybody up motherfucker. Yeah, yeah yeah and and i think hank pym you know i mean i i think you know mike has voiced this a number of times kind of brilliantly which is, you know, he, he he is shielded from that whole wife-beating, you know, dogma that he's faced ever since he, you know, did, you know, slapped, uh, you know, Janet around in, in the, whatever it was, 57 or whatever issue it was, you know. And, and so since that's not there, I mean, he can just be the the best be, of him, you know. He can be the scientist genius yeah. and be a hero and kind of be someone who, you know, wants to to help people and that kind of thing. And 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 so in that sense I, I think all the characters get a pretty good chance to shine. And then like I said, you know, Black Panther and Hawkeye and a couple other characters come in later and you know, it's it's cool. I mean it's a good show. Um, you know, and that's that's all I gotta say about it right now. Um, all I was gonna say is like probably one of I haven't like I said I've not really been up to date on uh, Earth's Bias Heroes, but I really like Superhero Squad and it is an Avengers story, 
in a very roundabout way, but I like the humor. It's a very humorous show, and probably one of the things I like most about it was is it showcased a lot of like lower le- uh, like lower tiered characters like Modoc and Abomination. Uh, yeah, I mean, even like you know, uh, Heroes for Hire. Not like the main ones. Not like you know, Danny Rand and uh, Luke Cage. I-, I think that was a really good. I I, I think. Superhero Squad is a really good primer for young people to like get into the Marvel. Oh yeah, universe. yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if if Superhero Squad is the Super Friends and Justice League, to me, if Superhero Squad is the Super Friends, then you know, uh, you know, Earth's Mightiest Heroes is like the Justice League. You know, like yeah, yeah. so it's just another step on the echelon. Yeah, I, I think Brian, you're a big fan of Superhero Squad, weren't you? No, I actually haven't no. seen. Um... Really, any of the Avengers my, cartoon much to like speak about it? I don't think. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, well, I'll, I mean, I'll ask you this question then. Uh, as far as like, let, let's let's kind of think, you know, outside the box. If you could cast like a Avengers cartoon, who who would you like to see as far as the roster? Or mm. what would you like to see in a Avengers cartoon? I don't know. Um, like. Really, the only current cartoons like I try to keep up with are probably Young Avengers and Thundercats. So I suppose just something along those veins. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't get a lot of time to watch cartoons, so I don't really have much in the way of specifics beyond that. To be honest, do you, do you like the idea of younger heroes though? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> not. <laughs> well, they they could they could easily do like a new warriors show in like sort of the vein of Young Justice, sort of you know. Oh, that would or, be like, awesome. Oh, they, well, they probably it every week. <laughs> well, they yeah. probably have to call it like Young Avengers, you know, just to market it, pretty much. But they could have like Justice and Firestar on it and whatnot. Yeah, um, I I know you've been kind of quiet so far, Justin, but uh, I know you do like uh, Earth's Mightiest. Uh, what's some of the stuff you like about it? What kind of clicks with you on that? Well, the uh, cast of characters for one thing is really good. Like you know, as previously mentioned. I really dig Wasp. I think she's like one of the breakout characters in the show. Um, like I've always liked her in the comics as well. Like I think she's kind of, I think she's kind of underrated. Uh, you know, to be honest, like she's led Avengers for you know years and years and years. But you know, yeah, it's like I mean, right now she's currently dead. Like hopefully she'll come back or something. But <laughs> she's underrated because she's dead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, before but that, no, I mean, no, no, no. saying yeah, she led the team for a long time. Yeah, and it's good to see her like not only alive and well as an animated character, but just to see her written so well and to be such a great character. Um, and you know, kind of like Derek said, like I've always been curious about like what it would be like if the Hulk hadn't quit, or you know, if he'd come back for a run or something. Like that's really cool to see the Hulk on the team. Like even though in my head I'm just like, well, you know. He's just kind of on there because he's popular and you know, to tie in the movie, but you know, at least it's not Wolverine or something. But <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I just really dig the team, like especially that that first two-parter where you have all these super villains breaking out. Like it's kind of like you know, when I'm watching uh, Batman: Brave and the Bold, and you know, I'm always looking forward to like going online. I'm asking Derek, like, well, who was that guy in the bar? Well, who was that guy? So, like, when the super villains break out, I'm like, okay, I know this guy, I know this guy. Uh, is that Mandrill? What the hell? Like, you know. 
They're all wearing gray. I can't tell. <laughs> I like uh, some someone on fourth letter pointed out that like uh, I like uh, he was like uh, he goes Chemistro gets an animated appearance oh, before, before Luke Cage day. does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. I I also just like the the quality of storytelling. Like out of this first season, like the only two episodes I didn't care for was like you know the gamma irradiated heroes arc like i don't know i just don't care for stories where you take the characters and you turn them into hulks or apes or whatever i just don't like that kind of thing but like every other episode i thought was really really good the thing i i really like the most about the show is like the details that like really showcase like that the uh the creative team is like you know they actually know their avengers and stuff like i kind of like you know do the fanboy squee when, like, you know, like, in the my favorite episode of the first 26, you know, the Hawkeye and Mockingbird team up for obvious reasons. When, like, Mockingbird calls him, like, sport. And I'm like, hey, hey, yeah, that's great. But, yeah, <laughs> that, I just I just love that show, and I can't wait to see season two, so. Yeah, a I'm lot, like, sick a lot of talking about cartoons. We should move on. Someone just show me a coffee pot. I'll make it myself. <laughs> you know, uh, unless anybody has any uh, final thoughts or anything. I just wanted to like try and alleviate some of the uh, the Bendis hate we've been, you know, spreading around all all this evening. Like, not all of the current comics are bad. You know, like me and Mike have said, Avengers Academy is a really great book. Um, I really enjoy Secret Avengers. Uh, Remainder just took over the title, and you know, uh, I think Mike, you came back to it now since Remainder started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he added, like, Hank Pym and Hawkeye and, like, Flash Thompson Venom to the team now. So now I'm like, oh, okay. Eh, uh, I'll, I'll buy it now. Yeah. So. yeah I, like, I've always enjoyed that book. Like, you know, even when Brubaker was writing it to begin with, and then Warren Ellis' friend was really good. So, you know, there, there are some good current Avengers comics out there. It's just, you know, some of us older fans get kind of grumpy when somebody comes in and breaks their toys. So. We do. Justin's just staring in his closet with like seven bomber jackets with A's on the side. <laughs> Why? Um, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, like we stated, the movie is already out by the time you hear this, so go see it. it should be good. Hopefully, it will be good. Um, we're gonna go ahead and move along now to our, you know, our I guess our uh, steadfast and you know always uh, always uh, popular topic of something awesome in your world this week. We basically just tell you what we found this week that was pretty cool or something we uh, want to watch or want to see or purchased or did watch. So we're just going to go around and see what people think was awesome in their world this week. Uh, how about you, Derek? What was your awesome thing? Uh, I actually just came back from uh, seeing John Carter, and uh, I thought that movie was pretty excellent. So uh, I I really liked it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh Pretty simple to the point. Uh, John Carter, uh, was it John Carter? Something from Mars, <laughs> Man on Mars, something like that. Um, what about you, Justin? What's something cool or awesome in your world? Well, I have two, kind of two books this week. the The first one is called Into the Wild, and um, I watched the movie that's based on this a while back, and I sat down and read the book, and it's based on the, the true story about this kid in college in the early 90s who, uh, once he graduates college, he, like, gives away all his money and starts, like, 
basically just hitchhiking around America. And he's really into stuff like, you know, Jack London and stuff like that, like nature. And he wants to get back to nature and try and find himself. And he ends up uh, in Alaska and he kind of starves to death. And this book is like a detailed, you know, uh, like it just kind of goes into details about like, you know, what was he thinking? Like, did he really think he could just go into Alaska and survive like this? And, you know, it kind of like gives you some insight into what he was thinking, like as some of his, his uh, journals and things. And it's just it's just a really interesting book. Um, my second book is The Rum Diary by Hunter S. Thompson. And this is, uh, you know, we always joke about things being on our list. Like Hunter S. Thompson has been on my to-read list for a while. Uh, I'd never read one of his books before, so I, I started with The Rum Diary since I watched the movie recently. And everyone said, oh, the book's so much better. And so I said I read the book, and I thought the book was really excellent. So if uh, if you watched that movie and, you know, didn't think it was all that great, like, you know, check out the book. The book's the book's a lot better, and it's even funnier than the movie. Oh, cool, cool. <clears throat> Some good reading there. Some good reading suggestions. I guess I'll go ahead and go next real quick. Uh, there's a new show uh, debuting as we record this on uh, – sci-fi the, uh, this upcoming week called uh, Monster Man. It's about a guy named uh, Cleve Hall, who's a established uh, practical effects guy. He does a lot of monster makeup and creature creating. <clears throat> and I've always been a fan of uh, real, I guess, real life, you know, monsters, like instead of just CGI stuff that, you know, just exists on the digital world. Things that actually, you know, you could touch and see and like, you know, when someone is running from them in a movie, it's actually that person being portrayed as a monster. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, jazzed to see that. So uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, like I said, it may be already over by the time you hear this, but it's sci-fi. They rerun the shit out of everything. You'll probably be able to see it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, just check out uh, Monster Man. So that's my awesome thing. How about uh, you, Brian? What's something awesome over there? Um, well, my awesome thing this week comes way by of uh, another fan hole. Um, Derek was kind enough to send me a copy of Caesar and Otto's Summer Camp Massacre. Um, it's a movie in which he stars, and not only did he send me a copy, but he was also nice enough to sign it for me. Um, obviously, my interest in the movie to begin with was, you know, just because I knew Derek was in it, I thought it'd be cool to see him. But uh, once I actually got the movie and watched it, um, I actually, like, really enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of a spoofy, campy takeoff on, uh, like, slasher films. But, um, like, there's there's multiple times where I actually, you know, laughed out loud. And, you know, more than a couple of those instances were from Derek himself in the movie. So uh, it, um, I know it's on Amazon right now for, like, rental for, like, $2. Um, and I think you can buy the movie um, on DVD for, like, 10 bucks. But uh, for people that's, that are interested in those type of films, uh, it's very funny, and uh, I highly recommend it. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Cool. The next thing Derek is going to do is he's going to watch, like, Pearl Harbor and then he's going to tell you that he liked it. Then he's going to sign the Pearl Harbor and send it to you. It's going to be worth a lot on eBay. <laughs> no, it's funny because uh, I was talking to my dad and I told him that you, uh, you know, that you were interested in the movie and everything. And I was just letting him know that it was on the, the, uh, you know, view on demand on Amazon. And I just kind of told him, I said, hey, you remember that movie that I, you know, I had you and mom watch, you know, that I was in or whatever. And I just kind of said, oh, you know, a friend of mine wants to watch it. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to send it to him and autograph it and stuff. And so he kind of got a kick out of that. He's kind of like, oh, it's your your first autograph, you know, so it's kind of funny. So 
You're big time now, kid. <laughs> cool, cool. Though. At least, uh, at least you didn't, at least you didn't lose your first autograph to some like person you didn't know. Or yeah, anything. yeah. I can, I can now fulfill my dream of going to the uh, Shriner Auditorium convention in Los Angeles and just, you know, sitting there lonely in a little, uh, in a little table, you know, charging people ten dollars for autographs and stuff. Like that'll kick ass. <laughs> Uh, sitting next to a table with like David Prowse or something. Um, <laughs> I was Darth Vader, you know. Um, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, Mike, what's something awesome in your corner of the uh, fan holes continuum? Uh, this week I finished up, up reading uh, the IDW Metal Gear Solid Omnibus. Uh, it's like a well, it's two twelve-issue series that. Uh, um, they uh, adapt the first Metal Gear Solid game and Metal Gear Solid 2, and uh, I, I really dig it. It's it's Ashley Wood's art, and like, a, what do you call it? He's got a very unique style. It's like kind of sketchy and like almost blurry, but it, it really worked. Like, it, it ironically kind of like reminded me of like the PlayStation 1 like blurry cutscenes where like you can't see anyone's face and stuff from, like, the first Metal Gear Solid, so I, I think that, like, kind of... I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it definitely, like, worked in its favor for me. And uh, the only thing I didn't like was, like, the ending to Sons of Liberty, where they changed the ending from Raiden killing, like, the end boss Solidus to Snake coming back and killing the end boss, which I think kind of ruins, like, the whole point of Metal Gear Solid 2, which is that it's Raiden's story. But, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, Time Wars, where, like, Rodimus Prime, like, fights his way up to Galvatron, and then Galvatron swats Rodimus Prime away like a fly, and Optimus Prime has to come back and beat down Galvatron. So it's, you know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But, you know, the overall package is uh, solid, to make a pun, little little joke there. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's my awesome thing. Kind of had the same effect of, like, you know, Gohan, you're probably more powerful than your dad. You should go fight Cell. And, like, Goku goes back, nope, just kidding. I'm so more powerful. Uh, yeah, he, he got gohan Yeah. It's funny. Like, I know why they did it, but still, <laughs> it's kind of shitty of them to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, you know, Raiden's not as popular as Snake, but it still seems like a, you know... Uh, really, it's it's even it's terrible that like Snake even kills Solidus with a sword when like in the game he's like <laughs> you know I I can't even use this so you use it you know he gives the sword to Raiden so it's like mm, yeah whatever. Hey, uh, <laughs> the artist is not it's not the artist that does like most of the like game artwork is it? Oh yeah, it's the same dude who did piece the uh, what do you call Peace Walkers like cutscenes and yeah stuff. like he's really yep. cool I like that I like that art style quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, sort of tying into uh, non-Bendis hate. I, I'm pretty sure he's the one who did the art for uh, Hellspawn when Bendis was writing all the, you know, the image books for Todd McFarlane, like Sam and Twitch and stuff like that. And the art's pretty cool on that as well. So yeah, I think I think uh, actually uh, uh, Konami actually saw his work in those uh, IDW adaptations, and that's why he did like all the cutscenes for like uh, what was it, uh, Portable Ops and Peace Walker. Oh, okay, so. cool. That's cool. Neato's Pisquito. All right, cool. Uh, lots of awesome things this week. Uh, as you obviously know, we have got over the gamut of Avengers topics. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think we're doing pretty good as far as everything being covered. Anybody got any, like, last comments or criticisms? Captain America needs your help! 
could hear that every day. As always, we uh, love feedback from you guys, so definitely check us out uh, on Facebook, and we do have a Twitter. Send us some angry or positive emails on our uh, email account, manholespodcast at gmail.com. Always want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think, so definitely get in touch with that. And I think the Avengers cast is pretty much over, so uh, for uh, Tony Chainclaw and I have no Avengers quote. <laughs> hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. I can't move! <laughs> it's Mike Thunderwing. Assembled, we are strong! And this is Dr. Professor. Bomber jackets forever! <laughs> Thanks, guys. We will see you next time on the Fan Holes Podcast. And... Fine! <laughs> Peace. Whatever, whatever they say when they Java! <laughs>